Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. All right, we're back. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio. We're back. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenzi alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. The dog days of summer. Oh, they're here. Uh, are pretty much uh, here right now. <laughs> Although crazy. there is a CFL football game on the board uh, this evening. NBA Summer League um, has begun. The precursor to the Vegas League. The Vegas League's the real summer league that tips off tomorrow for the degenerate gamblers. And of course, we are degenerate gamblers, so we will. Be betting on the NBA Summer, Summer League. League. Uh, but it's the day after uh, the 4th of July uh, right now. And uh, really, I was hoping it would sort of be like the end of July. Although I, I shouldn't I shouldn't wish for time to go uh, faster because, no, no. you know, it's, it's, I'm it's, already old. It's and, fast enough. Yeah, time time goes fast no, enough as very, it is. Very, time's very quick. So, I, you know, I don't want to accelerate things. But, no. you know, the World Cup is winding down. They're down to the final eight teams. Uh, right now, and uh, basically Saturday afternoon, it's going to be down to the final four. So, you know, the World Cup is uh, winding down. The NFL uh, football season still a couple of months away. College football is around the corner. Creeping up. Uh, but uh, we've got uh, we've got a lot of DFS uh, for you on this program uh, today. It is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, after all. Although I thought we were changing the name, but... <laughs> Really? What was it going to be changed to? I thought I thought it was going to be like Sports Grid or something like that. Oh. But I think we're so successful, it it's sort of be it would be like McDonald's changing their name now. Yeah. Like you know, there's no yeah, you, yeah. you can't. Now. You don't turn like, McDonald's into like no. uh, like Timothy's or something no, like, like that. Burger uh, King could probably change their name because been, they're, I, they're yeah. I got to tell you something. More like Burger Crap. I, yeah, and that's the thing. Burger King, if you want to be a sponsor, we'll change our tune. But uh, I got to tell you, those. <laughs> if you want to be a sponsor, we'll change I'll our tell tune. you something. Those nuggets, that, that that's, uh, honestly, Gabe, I'll eat crap. You've They're seen disgusting. Me, they are. They are disgusting. Me and my girlfriend went out, and we had a couple bucks in our pocket, and we had some drinks. And I go, you know what? Let's try these uh, Burger King 10 nuggets for $1.99. There's a reason why. It's Duh. worse than cat food. Oh, honestly? I've never seen. And my chick's a lot like me. She was oh, like, she said it was like eating sponge. Yeah, it's it a good tasted yeah. like sponge with like no flavor. It sucked. And I gotta tell you, man, they gotta really up their game. Some of their burgers are pretty ghetto. Like that that corporation. I'm well, since that that consortium from yeah. uh, South America took over, they've been really hitting the skids. Oh uh, yeah, well they took I over. Told you that. They own Tim Hortons, yeah, Bur- they, Burger well, King, and they've gone down too. Yeah, they've taken. Well, they own everything. Well, the problem is they, they no, they basically yeah. own everything except McDonald's and like uh, Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. and Arby's is like one independent dude, and uh, the Chick Fil A is run by the Mormons. No, no, they're not. Uh, they're not Mormons. Uh, they're it? evangelicals. Oh, evangelicals. Oh, sorry, sorry. Close, but no cigar. Well, I don't know. They <laughs> both hate gay people. 
Good point. Yeah, if you're looking, yeah. for, like, if you're looking for a chicken sandwich on Sunday, you're not going to find one either. No, they like, close them up in airports. You go, you go into a Chick Fil A like wearing a um, a gay pride T-shirt yeah, like and a I, gay pride. Like you're not getting gay right. pride Pepsi. At, yeah, yeah. At a, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> if I walk in with a rainbow shirt and go, wow, this pride Pepsi's really good. They say, sir, please go to the Sabaro. Yeah, they're, they're, get out of our restaurant, you jerk. You're going to Chick-fil-A with a gay pride t-shirt on. They tell you, hey, KFC's down the street, jackass. Exactly. We're not serving you, chicken fool. Yeah, I get it's it. It's great. That's, that's, I, nuts. I saw, that's nuts to me. I saw a, a tweet. I don't know what town it was in, but somebody uh, posted a picture. It was actually Big Will, and uh, it was recently. It's a picture of a Kentucky Fried Chicken, and you know, like the lettering, the sign uh, outside, it just said Bucket. That's all. That's all they said. Like they're not even trying to like entice you anymore. They're just like you know we've got you know bucket. I I figured that's good for a guy like Cam. He just sees the word bucket, and uh, and he goes in. But it's a perfect segue from Burger King destroying a once proud brand, in which uh, it was once you know the the. The zig to McDonald's zag. Honestly, the Whopper sandwich used to the like, chicken sandwich it was, used it was to huge. be far oh, superior. Oh, their regular chicken sandwich it's was still probably pretty good. I would imagine. I, I think it's just smaller, but you know what it is. You said it. The it, Burger King chicken sandwich is a good. Uh, the chicken's good. The sauce is good. Yep. The bread's good. The lettuce. It's a good sandwich. It is a great sandwich. It was a good sandwich. I don't know. Was, I don't trust them enough I'm, to walk in. And, I'm telling. And get it. I'm telling you, the circumference of the sandwich is smaller. And another thing is the patty. I've noticed a difference. The old chicken they recipe. Went to the, they went to the cheaper chicken. That's what I'm saying. It's a different. It's a different. Look, and, I lived and in and Vegas, the spices, and the spices are a little bit. Different. I lived in Vegas, and Burger King has like a uh, a value men, menu. Oh yeah, it's ninety nine cents. Yeah, it's like it was like seventy nine cents, eighty nine cents. So I decided to get the mini chicken. Value sandwich, thinking that it would just be a smaller or, version. No, it's its own. It's its no, own. No, it, it was basically, you know, I don't know. Man. It's also spicier. It was like mystery patty it's type patty. thing. Oh, it's there. brutal. I know. You know, like the the the, the taste of like, and uh, I was poor as a kid. You know, for part of my life, I lived the best of both worlds. I lived with my grandmother who. She baked me bacon and eggs before I woke up. Like, I'd wake up, it was on the, the table. That sounds amazing. And then I moved Actually, in I with my you... father, yeah, who yeah. basically threw, like, a bag of lentils at me and told me, tough shit, son. Hey, we're we're broke. We got some beans. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> so, but it reminds me, like... I don't know if you've ever eaten them, uh, Cam, and uh, you'll eat anything, actually. I've but tried probably everything going, yeah. It's sort of like the white trash, the old school, in the 70s, 80s, fish cakes. Oh, fish cakes are horrible. Yeah, you know no. fish cakes. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed it's like mystery fish, and it's yeah. It's it's just it's not good. It's sort of like this patty of you know they're frozen. You sort of eat it up. I'm tell you something about fish. It's not a good like it. It it just has some yeah. sort of bad taste. Like it, that's yeah. what the the Burger King value chicken sandwich tastes like, and that's what the Montreal Canadiens organization <laughs> tastes like. Bad fish. Bad fish. There's a, a not smart fish oil. Hi, guys. It's Bill Romanowski. I'll Bill. tell you, at the bottom of the pile, I'd rake guys' eyes. I'd go you. after the nuts. Fish, oh, fish, oil, fish oil, fish oil, make you make, smarter. smarter, but not, not that fish cake crap. No, fish cake. Not fish cake. There's no oil in that stuff, guys. That's just processed. Fish cakes are bad. <laughs> fish cakes are bad for you. <laughs> I'll tell I you, want to uh, get Bill Romanowski on to I talk do. about the Canadians. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a real shame. They, uh, I see the 24 Stanley Cups they've won. They're the champions, just like I was with the Niners and the Broncos. And, and yeah, I, I tell you, I think they need some Omega 3 up there. And I, I sent them a letter. I think I could be their trainer. 
Yeah, the Canadians, you guys are a disgrace. And I didn't think I'd spend the 5th of July ripping the Montreal Canadian organization. Uh, but it's beyond bad right now. Oh, like, you know, you remember the UP? You remember UP? He was the, the mascot for the Montreal Expo. Yes, I do. Great, great mascot. Actually, top what, five I, mascot of all time. I would say a top five mascot. No, he really like, is yeah. good. After, like, San Diego Chicken and the rest. Well, yeah, you can't Philly take fanatic. A, yeah, yeah, the Philly Fanatic's a staple. Yeah. But, but UP was known throughout as a very... You have the San Diego Chicken... chicken. To me, the second best mascot, and uh, we'll ask the listeners, good poll, actually. Yeah. To me, it's Ken. It's the Phoenix Sun Gorilla. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, no, the, the Phoenix Sun, Sun Gorilla was is... doing tricks before tricks. Re- actually, the guy's yeah. like a better dunker than anybody in the NBA. Great point. You ever seen a Phoenix uh, Sun Gorilla dunk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does it's it crazy. Off. He does it off two trampolines. Yeah, two, he goes he back. Spins, he goes down. Yeah, honestly, he, the, the Phoenix Sun Gorilla has got it going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And other, other mascots bit his style. That was his act first. Now, listen, I'm partial to Benny the Hawk, the Atlanta Hawk mascot, oh. ever since I saw him riding the bullpen to work. <laughs> hey, it's the Hawk. <laughs> it's the best video ever. It's the best. It really is the best video ever. It's just some dude's driving in his car with his buddy in Atlanta, and he looks over. He's like, holy shit. He goes, it's the Atlanta Hawk mascot. It's Benny the Hawk. <laughs> and the Hawk is riding a motorcycle yeah. with no helmet or anything, like illegally on the sidewalk, <laughs> looking all suspicious. Actually, he did look like, like he was... he's looking around the corners, <laughs> looking around. And, like, these guys are like, what the hell is he up to? And, like, they, the mascot, the, yeah, the Hawk was just driving around. Like, it wasn't like a team promotion or anything like that. It was very, 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 very bizarre. Very bizarre. But... Yeah, the Montreal Canadiens, I wasn't planning on ripping the Montreal Canadiens uh, today, but um, here we are. So it turns out Shea Weber is going to be out for five to six months, the defenseman that they traded P.K. Subban for, and injuries are going to happen. You, you know, A lot of people that are defending uh, the Montreal Canadiens are saying, well, you can't control injuries. Well, you can't control an injury when you trade for a 32-year-old player who's got like a five- to seven-year contract or whatever yep. the hell it was. Uh, they owe him a ton of money. It's This isn't the NFL. Uh, this stuff, uh, the, you know, the contract is guaranteed. So, you know, it's to the point right now where Mark Bergevin, you know, the guy shouldn't be allowed to use a phone. Like, you need to take his phone away it's sort of like, you know, when Grandpa can't drive anymore. Yeah, and yeah. it gets to the point, it's like, listen, you know, we love you, Grandpa, but you're going to get killed out there. You're going to kill somebody else. You can't drive anymore. Yeah, I hate to say it. Like, it's like Mark yeah. Ber- Mark Bergevin's yeah. at, this, at this rate where it's like, we can't trust you around a phone because you're going to do something stupid. And yeah. trading P.K. Subban was something stupid. Yeah, well... And the best, the best is true too. Well, let, your let, grandfather no, can't drive anymore. No, Ken? no. I was actually going to tell you a quick story before I get to the Canadians as one of the worst moves. Right? No, I, my dad was driving with me, and you know he got out of the hospital and stuff. But it was a real bad trip. Like, uh, <laughs> were you a little nervous? Yeah, like I was driving with him, and then like he was swerving, and like he almost hit a pylon and stuff. And then I, he made a left and like waited too long, and then kind of panicked, and then almost got smoked by a car. And, and then I went after him. I like, I love you, Dad, but. I told my mom, too, I go, this guy, I, I, if, he has, yeah, to, if yeah. he has to do another license test, he's going to fail business. That's the thing, though. Like, but uh, anyway, it's sad to see gro- that stuff. Gro- grown men have a... Um, Love them. It, it's tough. Like, grown it men, really hurt me, actually. Yeah, grown men, it's tough, Cam, when you tell them, like, you're, you're taking away their yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. Because then they're realizing that they're... 
I understand. The end is. Oh yeah, they're yeah, they're just, like, wow, I yeah. can't be trusted on the road. Exactly. I'm gonna die soon. They Ex- think you know what I mean. That's yeah. essentially. I'll actually give him credit because the thing was he went to the hospital for a while and the doctor said he was never gonna recover and then he did some shock treatment therapy well, and he got his mind why, back. Why weren't you driving? <laughs> you probably should. Well, I was driving. Uh, no, the thing was because he still wants to drive. I didn't yeah. know. You got to remember, Marantz. <laughs> yeah, you know. I haven't seen him in like in a bit. So I went. I went over to visit and I'm just saying eh, that wasn't a very smooth ride. But anyway, the Canadians. I'm gonna put it to you this way. That Max Domi deal was stupid. I don't care if you need some grit. You get away Alex Gelchenyuk, your best proven scorer. Shea Weber's old. I gotta believe. I gotta tell you something. Carey Price should be like, get me the. Well, Max Pacioretty's their score. Galchenyuk is good. He's still he's better. I'll tell you, Max Domi is not the answer. No, it was it wasn't a great trade. But the thing the thing with Galchenyuk is. They've never been able to figure him out. You know, Max Therrien, uh, Michel Therrien couldn't figure him out. Cole Julian couldn't figure him out after. They couldn't get him going for one reason or another. So, you know, that that is what it is. But, yeah, there's just one bad trade after another. The draft, I, I don't, for the life of me, don't know why the hell they didn't take uh, that kid Zidana. Now, listen, I'm not going to pretend that I know the NHL drafts ins and outs as much oh. as I can tell you about the NBA or the but NFL. He was highly touted, and he shouldn't have gone to Detroit at six. He was the best pure goal scorer in the draft. Hands down. He, you know, he's got wicked hands. Yep. 44 goals, you know, great goal scorer. And European, too. European players like playing in, in Montreal. So what do they do? They, you know, they take more of a project. Like, Bergevin's always this guy that's got to think that he's smarter than you, yeah. except he's not, yeah. and he's just burying this team. Great point. He makes moves like yeah. He, the guy's too cool for school. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and he overthinks everything. Exactly. He's never got, he's never made a natural dude, deal. They got rid of PK Subban because Michel Therrien number one didn't like him. Okay, fine. Michel Therrien sucks, and you fired him anyways. <laughs> B. You got rid of PK Subban because Max Pacioretty, who's the captain, didn't like him, and Brandon Gallagher didn't like him. Who freaking cares what Gallagher and Pacioretty <laughs> like? All right. This isn't a popularity contest. Oh. oh, he smiled too much. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'd be smiling a lot too if I was him and I was banging Lindsey Vaughn and yeah. I had $58 million and I donated $10 million to yep. a hospital. One like, of the best players in the league, banging chicks. And you said like it. The fact the guy that people, a, who, who else gave $10 million? Who, in, who, in the room, oh, their players get upset I because he, he's not as upset as he should be after a loss. Who opened up their wallet like, shut the hell other up. than him? I don't care if he's not as upset as you after a loss. He played better than you did during the loss. <laughs> he gets, he gets, like, what do you want him to do? He gets criticized for crazy nah, stuff. No and all, no, it's, let's call it for what it is. He's black. Yeah, you remember once he pointed to the logo. It's, it's racist. He pointed to the Canadians logo once after he scored a game-winning goal. Don Cherry went off. Oh, that's yeah. a hot dog. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, when guys on the Leaf do that, well, it's oh, yeah. good, good kid, good heart. Yeah. 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 Let's remember. It's a joke. No, I don't want to say anything bad about Don Cherry, Cherry, except for the fact that, like, they didn't trade. He talks a big game and didn't play a lot. They didn't, uh, they didn't trade. I don't believe they traded him as a racial act. No, I, I don't but, I know. I'm just saying there's underlying tones. But they traded him out of sheer stupidity. Yeah. And there definitely is a racial undertone when people talk about PK Super. For sure there and, is. And For sure there is. This this so called attitude issue. Yeah, I got it all yeah. day today. Oh, you don't know Morenzi. I'm hearing Nashville players don't like him. Nashville it's like Whatever. It's like, dude, you know, Kevin Kevin Durant and Steph Curry didn't barbecue yesterday together. They're still on the best team in sports, right? Great point. You know what I'm saying? The blue and, and the it's like the, you know, they're, you're not there to be buddies. Like this, you know, you want decent chemistry, but 
the fact that the Canadians didn't even go after Ryan O'Reilly, like he would be a perfect type too. He's big, he's 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 mean, he scores. Like know what the Canadians are to me, but Michelle Terry you say soft like butter. I mean he's soft. Like that's the perfect if you want to change your image and get tougher, you get a power forward that could score. But anyway, went to St. Louis, you yeah, know, uh, this rebuild for the Canadians are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Absolutely brutal. All right, uh, DJ's uh, tuning in uh, right now. Uh, he makes a, a case for uh, Orbit. Orbit. Yeah, Orbit. Oh, the Houston Astros uh, got Orbit. Yeah. I like Orbit. <laughs> Take me to Orbit. Man, Orbit, God, look at this dude. He's sort of, he's like a drunk mascot. Oh, yeah, Orbit. <laughs> he's just like running around like in his underwear and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's wearing diapers or something. <laughs> no, what Orbit is. He good. looks like he's, really, he's a streaker. Yeah. He's around, I like Orbit's style. Yeah, DJ, uh, yeah, good we're, we're going to fire this off on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, uh, DJ. Mascot survey. Uh, we got Jake Seeley stepping up and in, Ben Kramer, all that and more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All right, we fired off the mascot poll. Fantasy Sports Radio Twitter feed. Retweet that. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah. Wow. Panama. I don't know if you remember yeah. the uh, the center fielder, Roberto Kelly. We're going back a ways. Yeah, I remember Roberto Kelly. Yeah, that's a blast <laughs> He was on the, the Chicago past. White Sox, uh, and then he was on the Montreal Expos. So he he's from Panama. That was his intro song. And when he got traded to the Expos, they played that song, and uh, he wasn't a fan. We'll just say oh, he didn't <laughs> like Panama. No. He actually got pissed off. Like, he told them after, <laughs> listen, just because I'm from Panama – and he said, I hear that song everywhere I go. I don't like it. <laughs> he, he was like, actually, he was actually insulted by it. Like, he told them, don't play that. So, it was funny. The next time he came up, the next game, it was like, dun, 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 dun. it was all like. Or salsa. Yeah, no, he wanted, like, yeah, yeah. He wants like, salsa fun. It was funny. Like, he didn't even think it was funny. Like, there was a song called Panama. He was like, no, I, no. I, I mean, no, he like, don't no, like no. Panama. He goes, I don't like that song. No, he <laughs> like, wants fun jingles. All right, so uh, we fired off the mascot uh, poll. Uh, I said, who's the best mascot and your favorite mascot of all time? Feel free to add other. I put four names in here, but you can't get to them all. Um, right now, well, we've got 15 votes early. We just fired wow, this just off. Right nice. now. They're coming in. They're coming in. Let's go. And uh, I think my... Uh, I think my Montreal fan base bias oh, of listeners might be tuning in. Yeah, you think? UP's leading at 67% oh, yeah. right now. That's clam chowder and crew right there. <laughs> click, 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 click. 
<laughs> You're right, though. The Phoenix Gorilla. The San Diego Chicken, 12%. Underrated. Philly Fanatic, 6%. UP, 71%. Phoenix Gorilla. All right, you know what? Let's make a second leg of the poll and get some new names in here. Yeah, part two. Because let's be honest. The average person doesn't really even know who UP is. Yeah, it's true. The only thing with UP, I'm not saying just because he's he, an expo he guy. He did all sports. Number one, he looks good. Number two. Versatile. He's pretty good at his job in the sense yeah. that he, he has some great bits. Like, the, they used to have, like, a base and home plate, like, uh, painted on top of the dugout. He used to yeah. run and dive head first. See, that's good. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you said it. I got to get it. And he did yeah. it. Yeah. Tommy Lasorda got him. He's the only mascot ever in Major League Baseball history to get ejected from a baseball why, why game. Why did Lasorda go nuts? <laughs> why? Cause, why? Because UP was screwing around on top of the dugout oh, in the next game. Oh, I like game. it. I like it. And uh, Lasorda went to the umpire. He's being a nuisance. UP got ejected. <laughs> in his mascot suit. And, no, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Lasorda didn't like mascots. No. Now, you remember, it's yeah. one of the best videos out there ever. The... The Philly Fanatic had, like, a Dodger doll. Remember in the 70s and yeah. 80s, they used to have, like, blow-up. It's not like yeah. blow-up sex doll, but no, it was, but like, blow-up dolls. For yeah, it was like a blow-up air. Yeah. yeah, and it was, like, a baseball player yeah. in a uniform. So the Philly Fanatic was, like, beating up this, like, Dodger doll. Nothing wrong with that. And Tommy Lasorda went out there and, like, pushed him over and ripped the doll from him and, like, started hitting him with it. Sounds like Tommy Lasorda's a multiple offender. He's got rage issues. Yeah, you think? He had good pasta sauce, though, didn't he? Uh, didn't he come well, up with his line of... Uh, God knows he ate a lot of it. And then he hit Nutrisystem up pretty hard. He was one of the originals yeah, yeah, of uh, Nutrisystem. Uh, Tommy Lasorda. For, yeah, I'll tell you, I used to really love my spaghetti and meatballs. He has the best, the best meltdowns. We can play it on the air now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of F-bombs in it, though. What do I think of his performance? What the, what, what the F do you mean? I think it was before. He hit three goddamn effing home runs against us. What the F do you mean? Hey, That's a stupid effing question. Yeah, you ask a stupid question, you know, I give you an answer. That's but what Jim Fergosi did to me. That's like, you know. He scared me. He goes, he hit three freaking home runs. He goes, and then he, he couldn't get over it. Was, somebody <laughs> said, what do you think of the performance of Dave Kingman today? It was against the Dodgers. Kingman hit three home runs. Well, sort of goes, what do I think of the performance? He goes, he hit goddamn three effing home runs against us. Like, what What kind of, what do you mean, what do I? And then he, he started to go up. He goes, he, go, he knew the, the beat writer. He goes, God damn, Jim. He goes, that's the effing stupidest question you've ever asked. He goes, I don't want to be a jerk to you, but, and then he goes, what do I feel about his performance? Feel about his performance? <laughs> Yeah, he effing hit three home runs. I like it. And then he starts, like, smashing things. <laughs> he just starts going off. Hal McRae had a great meltdown, too. Oh, with the phone? Smash, oh, yeah. Smash, Somebody smash, asked him yeah. a question. Oh, he's the best. He goes, I'm sick he and effing tired him. of you guys. And he starts yeah. throwing phones like at people. It. I like that. All right, so let's add some more. What, what Fergosi uh, told you off? Yeah, I'm going to tell a story. Uh, I was working for uh, when, when it was CTV Sportsnet when they first came on the air. It was like 20 years ago or something. Anyway, we're actually, before we knew each other. So I went down as like a junior guy after like college to get some sound. So, you know, like what you did with the Expos post game, and I'm doing all, I'm really nervous this first time. I, so I'm like, Carlos Delgado, you're on fire. You're on fire. You're on fire. Like I said, you're on fire like 20 times, but he was nice to me. Then I went to Fergosi. Fergosi's a surly oh, old Fergosi, Fergosi, surly old drunk. I got the shakes. I'm a kid, right? 
and all these other grown men, the media are there, and ask about Chris Carpenter or whatever. He wasn't pitching very good. He goes, what the hell are you talking about? He's one of the best guys we got. He just went wild. He's got a dart hanging out. Like That's the thing. Like You're in his press room. I honestly thought Jim Fergosi was going to put a hole in my head. Man, he's a, I'll tell you something, he scared the living shit out of me. He's a very, very intimidating presence, especially if you're young. I told you, Dave, Dave Rigetti told me. Oh, uh, yeah, Dave Rigetti told you to F off. Yeah, eh? Dave Rigetti. Yeah, but, uh, I heard he's not a nice man. Uh, Dave Rigetti's a, uh, <laughs> he's a surly dude. <laughs> I've had a lot of people, I guess, in the business, you know, you ask them a bad, a bad a question. No, it is usually a question they don't like. You just say you're not playing well, and then they go bananas. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? You got you, you to gotta confront them. And as for your other point about mascots, Gabe, there's a very, very different mascot base now. They do the very bare minimum. There's no fun. There's no jokes. There's no oh, the best is too. Out. All they do. Let like, me ask. Oh, you I'll, go down I'll, to the Blue Jay. I'll tell you a story about the Blue Jay game. I'm putting Carlton the Bear in here. They're the oh, Carlton the Bear. I'm putting Carlton the Bear. Cam hates Carlton the Bear. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. He, he was actually nice to me. <laughs> I don't know what you're I'm not even no. a Leaf fan, and I like Carlton the Bear. He does. Nothing, Gabe. Like he's no, he not, really, you know, he just come on, <laughs> waving for pitchers and stuff. Like, what's your act? When the kids are out there playing hockey, you should get out there and like score a goal, feed a kid. He does everything very poorly. We were there on Wendell Clark tribute night too. Did I tell you? I don't want to admit this on air, but we like to <laughs> well, tell the truth. Yeah, you're already on the air. Yeah, so we're yeah, admit here. it. My girlfriend hates mascots too. Like she actually like wants to pick fights with mascots. No, I know. Your girlfriend has a, an issue. She actually, right? she, like, she uh, wants yeah, to, the she, old BJ well, the birdie. She's, no, you yeah. told the story. Your girlfriend wanted to fight Carlton the Bear. Oh, yeah, the but, Maple but it mascot. all started with the, the Blue Jays mascot, BJ oh, Birdie. Oh, she, BJ she Birdie. She was like, my, my girlfriend was getting drunk again. He's shaking his tail feather in her face. She's like, F you, you whatever. And they like, things got really heated. Like, she's like, I'm going to knock you out. Like, she hates mascots. It's some people Dude, just I was like people Disney in co- costumes. I was at Disney World uh, with yeah. my little brother years ago. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I thought Woody Woodpecker was just a little bit too uh, too. Like he took a picture with the kid. Yeah, and Woody he Woodpecker. Really, he sort well, of pulled him in and stuff. Feely, too feely. Sort of pulled him in and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I was standing there, and I actually, I said, "Hey, Woody," I said, "Hey, Woody, settle down there, Woody." Sort of, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm watching you, buddy. This isn't a place where you could touch kids. I'll tell you another thing, too. Knowing mascots, they think they can get away with anything because they're in a costume. Well, I told you. That, well, it's a great it's a great way to cop a feel. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit. <laughs> I'll admit. It's a great I'll admit. Like, that's the one thing with Yuppie. <laughs> He's a little touchy. Yeah. But only with women. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the thing. (laughs) It's better with women. Like, he's cool. Like, he high-fives kids, Yuppie. Like, you watch Yuppie, he'll high-five a kid. Like, yeah, yeah, kid. Like, he'll high-five him, and he'll see a chick with, like, uh, big breasts, and, like, Yuppie will go over and sit on her lap. You know what I mean? Like, he's (laughs) he picks. I understand now Yuppie is actually a wrestler in Montreal. Drew told me that it's actually a wrestler guy. He wrestles? Yeah, no, the, the guy that's in Yuppie's uh, costume now for the Montreal Canadiens. Because now Yuppie's with the Montreal Canadiens. I've always thought he would have been better off with the Alouettes. Makes sense. Yeah, like Yuppie's more, you know, I don't know. 
<laughs> I've never felt comfortable with UP with the Canadians. The Canadians are rich. Like, That's the thing. UP's from, from the hood. Yeah. Yuppie's from the poor neighborhood. Great you know point. what I mean? He should the be can- with the Alouettes. The Canadians like, should come out with another guy in, like, one of those no, novelty cars on the ice, like a Corvette or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, Yuppie's just kind of like, we are, we are, he's an everyman. He's an every mascot. Yeah, it's thinking yeah with, the, the Canadians, the Canadians right. were cool, though. They rich. gave Yuppie a life after. Uh, that it. They threw him a lifeline. I can respect that. But you know when the Expos come back, UP's got to take the Canadians' jersey off. Yeah, oh, like, definitely. <laughs> if he back. stays loyal to the Canadians instead of the Expos, he should be a disgraced mascot. Now, he'll probably be a two-timer. Yeah, two-timer. <laughs> well, at this point, we should probably just, you know, you'd like it better if you don't like Carlton the Bear. No, no. I got Car- just... Carlton the Bear was friendly to me. He actually, I met him at the, when I was selling pizzas for Pizzaville, when I do my Monday and Friday segment, he was doing an interview at the Q107 station next door. Nice to me, shook my hand. I'm just saying, a mascot has, it's like anything, Gabe, prerequisites that you need to do. Gorilla, entertaining. Very good with pictures and kids. Right. Stunts. You know, you know what the guy really, does the minimum. You know who a really lame mascot is? Maybe like the worst. The Stanford tree. <laughs> oh yeah, some hippie kid with a like uh, I don't even Dude. know what the hell it is, and it's just jingling and stuff. And yeah, a, it's, and it, 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 it sort of looks like Gumby. But, yeah, is, but is it made out of felt? It almost feels like something you made in art class. We get we get into college. Ralphie the yeah. Buffalo is pretty cool. The Colorado Buffalo. Oh, buffalo. I, I love the Ralphie buffalo. the Buffalo comes running out. Buffaloes are. I'll tell you, buffaloes are mean too, man. Like you think you can uh, hang out with a buffalo? No. What's the, what's the name though? What's the name of the uh, the West Virginia Mountaineer? What, the guy with the Davy Crockett hat and the gun? I think he's just like... Uh, no, he's got a name. Western Willie or something? Oh, he's, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just basically going in to kill something. When you're wearing a, when you're wearing a Davy I don't Crockett know, hat... I, I, I don't know if he's like his name's Jed. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it sounds like something like that for sure. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineer mascot. <laughs> I don't even know what his name is. What is it? Nothing? <laughs> Name of. Yeah, he's got a. I think he's called Davy Crockett. There's got to be a name. Nah, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. No, I'm serious. Like, I, I actually think they look, just look, might look. call him something. Here, here, there's a countdown camp. Check it out. Which one of these guys do you choose? Oh, this this who gets to be the mascot? Yeah, hey, that guy looks like me. I know. <laughs> Oh my God! They're all too clean cut. I need, no, a, I need no. a greasier looking dude. No, you need the you're guy right. that looks like you is sort of in the lead, but yeah. the guy that looks like you looks like a golfer. Yeah, he does kind of. Wow, that's kind of weird. He's like a mixture of me and Gee off there. I don't know. This guy looks like my brother with a bad beard. Yeah, you're right, man. I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, they need that skinny guy who kind of looks on, like he's on crack. You've got to be wild a, man. You've got to be a West Virginia native to get this job. See, that's fair. It's a prerequisite. I actually think I think, you, I think you should be a West Virginia native, go to a West Virginia public school, and go to West Virginia University. I think you have to be like, you're all in with West Virginia. <laughs> you're, you're right, Gabe. Those guys are too, like, they look like they're going for an office interview job. I want my dirty mascot because he's wearing that stupid hat, raccoon hat. He's got to look greasy. He's got to be real thin. Like, I'm thinking tall, lanky, mean. Missing a tooth would be probably, I think, another good prerequisite. You know, at a hockey mascot, seems like uh, the uh, ace, the L.A. King mascot. He's he's pretty much the most active one. Yeah. He's got his own Twitter account. He does a lot of stuff. What about the Mets? 
Who, Mr. and Mrs. Met? Yeah, Mr. Met. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see people with the head of a baseball. Man, I like to but, imagine just smacking them in the head. It would be, yeah, imagine you could play, imagine you play t-ball with a cranium. That'd be pretty fun. Meet that's Mr. What, Met. That's what they should do for the Mets. Let them hit a ball that big. Maybe they can actually hit a ball. <laughs> Sparty. Screw Sparty. Mascot. Benny the Bull. He's okay. The Stanford tree is just pathetic. <laughs> yeah, they just call him Gabe, the Mountaineer mascot. He's just called, the, it says the West Virginia Mountaineers, the official mascot of West Virginia. That's it. It's, it's a statue of a guy in a gun. And uh, holy jeez, listen to this one. Did you see the story from 2012? West Virginia orders mascot to stop using a school-issued weapon after a video showing him using a gun to hunt a bear. Goes viral. He killed a bear. With the gun that the school gave him. Keep it classy, West Virginia. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, isn't, so that, isn't that where we're so going for our next game? You're telling me they gave the mascot a gun and he went and he shot a bear with it? <laughs> Let me repeat. West Virginia orders mascot, human mascot, to stop using his school-issued weapon after video showing him using gun to hunt bear goes viral. The musket towed by West Virginia University Mountaineers isn't just a prop. It's no, a bona fide gun. I'd fire the kid. I'd take the job away. This from is a him. wicked story. This happened five years ago. Here we go. This is the guy. Yeah, it's just like Davy Crockett. You see, he's a that's that's the Mountaineer. Wow, what a scumbag. Freaking nut jobs. <laughs> isn't that the next place you wanted to go to a game at? We might not come back alive from that place. Well, they they serve alcohol at the stadium. Actually, his, no, no, they're just regular names. So this guy was Jonathan Kimball. Jonathan Kimball. He was. Uh, no, they got. They, they should go into the mountains and find a real Appalachian. Well, the, dude, like, this guy you know. killed a bear. Like he's, I guess. Yeah. No, you're right. He's. Uh, pretty, yeah. No, you're right. I, I guess he he's, yeah. the bill. Uh, <laughs> he he kind of did right. his thing. <laughs> he killed a bear. Why are they giving these guys oh, a real dude, weapon? Dude, this is the best story. Why don't they just give him like a fake listen, musket? Like yeah, I don't understand. Listen to this one, Marcy. The musket toted by West Virginia University's Mountaineer isn't just a prop. It's a bona fide weapon. And mascot Jonathan Kimball demonstrated that when he brought down a black bear with it in the woods. Now West Virginia has ordered Kimball to stop using his university-issued weapon on hunting trips after a video of this week's kill was posted online. He says hunting with the gun is a Mountaineer mascot tradition. The 24-year-old Franklin resident, accompanied, <laughs> no, listen to this one, accompanied by more than a dozen friends and family on the trip in Pendleton County on Monday, is shown to be firing the musket at the bear in the tree. Pop, pop, pop. Let's go Mountaineers! Kimball yells afterwards. Is after, it a good idea to give a guy a loaded up. fucking uh, gun? Excuse me. And, and then he <laughs> took a picture of the dead bear with him. The UW, Western, uh, West Virginia mascot wears buckskin and a coonskin cap, fires a musket loaded with the black powder, but minus ammunition at home athletic games and other sponsored activities hunting isn't one of them <laughs> yeah no this university is too much it's they, great, great they actually have to get with the times it's, it's a great great state and don't forget about uh, up there at marshall remember they got the john deere tractor in the end zone oh, kid yeah. runs into it breaks oh. his leg oh, yeah. ends his career there was a game that it's me like and guys we were watching it's like guys why do you have a tractor like only oh, west virginia do you think it's a good idea you got a john deere tractor in the end zone dude it was like right, like next to the crew. Not just that, Marenzi. We watched that game. That Houston Cougar receiver was a highly touted guy. Like he was actually a good receiver. Like the kid and catches the, the a ball. Yeah, he catches a ball and he just smashes like face first, leg first, right into like this big John Deere. 
Well, this guy who killed the bear, he must have been really good at the end. They liked him. He won out of four, 13 applicants. He was the winner. Then he killed the bear. Shano says uh, he feels Wally the Green Monster gets overlooked. We're going to take a look at Wally. Wally! I'm unfamiliar with Wally. Yeah, I don't know Wally too well. Our boy uh, Wiley Coyote of Montreal has sent us the, the YouTube video. I just retweeted it of uh, Lasorda kicking UP out of the game. It's real. <laughs> have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. The videos are flying in. I just showed Cam kicking Yuppie out. That's <laughs> Yuppie, too. Cool dude. AC, he's got his nightgown That's on. The he's thing. got his pillow. <laughs> a mascot today would not have an outfit change when a game went deep extra innings. That's all I'm saying. They got a nightcap on. He had pajamas, and he was sleeping on top of the Dodgers dugout. That's a mascot who earns his paycheck. Uh, the That's ma- my opinion. The, the the mascot stuff's gold. Oh, there's so many good I'm ones. I'm glad we brought this up. Right? Do we have, do we have Jake Seeley? We do, and I, I watched the yes, I watched sir. the I watched the Atlanta Falcon riding the motorcycle. <laughs> That's the Atlanta, awesome. the, the, the Atlanta Hawk. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. isn't it bizarre? Isn't it like it the was the Hawk? It, was, it wasn't the Falcon. It was the Hawk. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah wasn't I, it? Like, what was he doing? Like, was he on the way to or from a game? It doesn't even look like. It just kind of looks like he's chilling. No, what he is, Jake. He's going to the game, but he kind of doesn't know what he's doing, and people like he he looks like confused riding the bike, <laughs> like he doesn't know the area. Wait, it, I don't understand how this happened either. Is, do they not have the uniform there for him? Yeah, so, I, that's a really good point. And also, like we just talked about, like it turns out the West Virginia Mountaineer mascot shot a bear with the gun yeah. that they gave him. And the school issued the gun. To like the me guy. too. Like if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, like I, you got to tell the guy, listen, I need two uniforms. One you can't be, you can't be road, driving yeah. your moped around like the the streets no. in the middle of a but Tuesday the, afternoon. The like save it for the arena. Shooting the deer is brilliant, though, because the deer probably looked over. It's like, oh, it's just another animal. And then it gets shot. It was a bear. No, you've seen that West Virginia Mountaineer guy? Like, he's like Davy Crockett. He's got, yeah, he's a, he's a very dangerous mascot. Yeah, no, and I'm, Larry and Wawa tunes in. It says the Stanford tree is the Stanford band's mascot and the unofficial mascot. I know. It's I the worst know. mascot it, ever. The Stanford tree sucks. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, you guys, we, you know, we got a lot of young, dumb voters. So I said, who's the best? <laughs> who's the best mascot ever? <laughs> young, dumb voters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jakey's the best. <laughs> I love it. But uh, only 15% voting for the San Diego Chicken. Yeah, Come on. The San Diego Chicken's like, he's like the Jimmy Hen. Like, the, he's the he's the Michael Jordan of mascots, Jake. Like, but San Diego seeing, Chicken is the mascot. But after seeing Yuppie do what is acting, Tommy Lasorda, like, freaking out, like, he's gained even more points with me. Strong. <laughs> that was See, awesome. But, but, but Gabe's right, though. Like, a lot of these people, like, no, not trying to be at the millennials, but they don't know the San Diego Chicken. No, they don't. Why did they retire the San Diego chicken? It was actually, I think it was him. 
I think I'm pretty sure that so the San Diego chicken became the Philly fanatic who also then became something else in some like I forget he actually showed up to a Tides game which is the AAA affiliate of the Orioles now he's something else now like something with a Z in his name or something he like went off by his own I think uh, Cam, you strike me. You, you'd be a good mascot. You strike I would me. Love to, I would love to be a mascot. I'd be friendly, not too hands-on. Do pictures with, lay, you know, like yeah, you know, not the guy you're gonna be like. You know, when you talked about uh, Disney World and the creepers, like no, I wouldn't pull a Woody Woodpecker. I just want to be friends with everybody. Team photos, lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be a mascot. But it would be hot. <laughs> not not in the summer. Not in the summer. I, tomorrow, I'm sweating now. Tomorrow's show, we do uh, best cheerleaders. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds like a winner. Yeah, we've, we've got the mascots. Jazz says you got to give the Seattle Mariners moose prop. I like the Mariner moose. The he, Mariner he's, moose. He's huh? pretty good. Yeah. Mariner moose does a lot of uh, his routine. He says his wor- worst, ankle, worst ankle injury ever. Oh, he, he, he hurt himself. The Seattle Mariners moose. Yeah, I didn't see that. He likes to ride that uh, that uh, all-terrain vehicle around a lot. Like, he does a lot of spins and stuff like that. He's pretty good on the motorbike. All but right. I've never seen him break his ankle. All right, uh, Jake. So, um, it's the calm before the storm uh, yeah. right now. NFL uh, football around uh, the corner. But I see that uh, you're, you're hard at work. Uh, the rankings, uh, breaking it all down uh, right now. What... Um, What's been the biggest uh, story, as far as you're concerned, uh, this week in the fantasy world? Uh, this week is obviously just yesterday, or I guess was it, the day? it was Tuesday. I guess it was July 4th screwed things up for me. It was the Aaron Jones suspended for two games news because now the Packers actually have a semblance of a clear path for their backfield. Interesting. Interesting. What Everybody's about- getting suspended. He got Robert? suspended. Rob, Robert Turbin got suspended for the Colts. Jameis Winston yeah. got suspended. Like, everybody, it's suspension week. <laughs> what about Montgomery, though? Like, they be. talked about that experiment. Like, he, he could still be a running back, but they're going to throw more receiver, right, Jake? But uh, what's the story there? Yeah, so, like, the, initially, before the suspension, I actually was going to take whoever went cheaper in drafts between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones because, the, like, all these type of situations, the same thing with the Colts. We can sit back and analyze the talent, but the truth is I'm speculating just as much as you're speculating, just as much as the beat reporter is speculating. The coaching staff might not even know as of today who they want to start come week one. So in those cases, I'm just going to take whoever's cheapest. And right now it was Jamal Williams. Now he's leapfrogged Aaron Jones. So I'm going to go the other way and own Aaron Jones. The Ty Montgomery thing is I'm still not going to probably own him. I can see him spending some time at wide receiver. But I'm, I'm rarely going to own somebody who's only going to get five to nine touches per week. And that is just so tough to rely on that. The thing with me, too, with Jamal Williams, he yeah. was good at uh, BYU. He was. Uh, but, you know, 3.6 yards per carry, Jake, that's uh, that's not a number that True, jumps off the screen. True, but he- here's the difference. Aaron Jones got to play with Aaron Rodgers. Jamal Williams really didn't. Very good point. <laughs> that's like night and day Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of effect on his running backs I would say yeah big time okay so let's let's talk a little strategy right now because the you know drafts are going to be I mean I know that um, a lot of the fantasy writers in the world it's, you know you guys have had drafts and there's there's been a few drafts right now but the average casual guy hasn't had his draft yet but starting in August it starts to pop up in today's day and age, how has it changed, Jake, from a couple of years ago? Because it seems basically on a yearly basis, the National Football League breaks its own records for passing attempts from, from the year <laughs> before. You know, will there be a regression? I'm almost seeing it. I, you know, I think people talked about running backs being insignificant in, in, in the real football world. 
But I think we're, we're seeing Look teams. what it did for Jacksonville. Yeah, exactly. I think we see teams, you know, like the Dallas Cowboys with, yeah. with Elliott. You know, successful with them, you know, not so successful without them. Fournette's addition definitely helped the Jacksonville Jaguars when Gurley's uh, playing better. I think running yep. backs uh, do matter in the real world. What about the fantasy world? And I've been reading a lot of debates there recently. You know, do you go wide receiver, wide receiver? How do you approach the drafts, Jake, in your opinion? Yeah, so you're right about one thing in football is the fact that we do have passing a lot more than we did 10 years ago. The whole reason PPR was invented, which is this is part of the reason I hate it, it was a reactionary situation. Yeah. It was all running backs in the first round sort of like, how do we make the value of wide receivers more? Let's give them an artificial point for a catch despite the fact that it goes zero yards. It's still a point. Congratulations for doing your job. And that's what happened with PPR. And now the wide receivers in the passing game have leapt forward, and the wide receivers, before you even add PPR, are on the same level as running backs again. So the fact is, is that's why I don't like PPR. I can deal with half-point PPR. But all that being said, to come back to your point about the running backs is it's not just the NFL it's also fantasy football as a whole is there was really only one season 2015 where zero RB which is basically you don't draft a running back in the first four rounds not drafting a running back in the first two rounds is not zero RB that's not the real effect you got to do it the first four rounds and that was one year that it worked because outside of that the bell cow running backs and I say bell cow even in fantasy as in they have a double digit score point floor I don't need them to necessarily get 20 carries I just need around 20 touches and double digit points every single week there's about 10, maybe 12 at most. And that's why I'm always the, the mindset of bell cow running back. I want one in the first two rounds. I don't have to get one in the first round, but I want to come out of the first two rounds with one. Yeah, I'm generally a second-round guy for the running back as well. I'll snag the wide receiver first. Um, I saw you drafted a player the other day. I'm curious in your take. Um, did, do you like him this much, or did you take him because he was there? And I'm talking about David Johnson. Uh, do you see David Johnson returning to, to full form and full fantasy impact? I mean, you could argue that he he's better than Le'Veon Bell, actually. Like, it wasn't a crazy argument to say that he was the best football player in the NFL. Like, a lot of players said that, Cam, when they were in yeah. polls. Who's the best player in the NFL? They're like, man, David Johnson is probably the best player. Most some mocks have him fourth or fifth running back now. Yeah, so how do you approach David Johnson coming into this year? I mean, the guy got hurt in the first damn game, in the first half of the first game last year. Right, but to be fair, it was kind of like Giancarlo Stanton. It was a freak injury. It was a wrist. At least least it wasn't another ACL like Deshaun Watson or another ankle injury like Leonard Fournette. I said this actually earlier today. It's funny enough on the frenzy on on our fantasy network over here. and I told Nando, I said, if one person I would say could unseat the girly Le'Veon Bell duo is David Johnson. And because he has that ability, he has the ability to handle 30 touches a game and be fine with it. His goal is to be 2,000 and 1,000 for 3,000 total yards. And to be honest with you, that sounds absurd. But if it happened, I wouldn't be falling out of my chair hey, shop. He's, he's I, in I, a good I, quarterback situation. I mean, if Bradford's healthy, Bradford's good. Bradford can yeah. dump it off to him, slip it out. And even if he's not... Josh yeah. Rosen's the most exactly. quarterback. Exactly. So you got it's not as if the old teams are going to stack the box, stack the box. You stack the box, you get burnt. So you will have some opportunities here. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, look, he is fourth only because of his offense in comparison to the other three, and fourth only because of the injury concern now two years in a row. And I just I said it last year's is not really his fault, but he did have his season ended the week fifteen or sixteen of the season the year before that. So it's just you're kind of nitpicking. If you want to take David Johnson first, I wouldn't even call you crazy to do so. 
Jake, I was going to ask you about another injured back, uh, Dalvin Cook of Minnesota. Where do you, uh, Interesting, yeah. Yeah, we're like, that's the thing. We haven't seen him either. Where would you uh, project him to go? I, first round, top 10 running back. There's not even a question in my mind. Uh, if you, if I, I don't remember if I talked to you guys about him last year, but I was saying this after the combine. It's like, ignore the combine. Like, people overrate the combine every single year, good and bad. The, good, the combine should just be to check what you know. If, if there's an outlier, you go back and double check and say, all right, why doesn't this add up? But it shouldn't make people go as crazy as they did last year. And Dalvin Cook wasn't even 100% for the combine, so that's why he kind of threw it out. He's an exceptional talent, and the, it, we saw it. He was already number three in fantasy, number four, three or four, depending on what your league was. He was at that pace before, and actually at that spot before he got hurt. And so I'm putting him right back out there as the only reason he's at eight is because he's coming off an injury. Honestly, to go back to kind of like the David Johnson thing, I just said this uh, in a column recently. If you told me, you, everybody always wants, okay, who's the next Kareem Hunt? All right, who's the next running back to jump inside that top tier of running backs that we're not talking about? And I don't think it's Fournette. I don't think it's Melvin. If you told me who it could be, it's Dalvin Cook. I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan as I well. Like him. I liked him in college, or we're going to like him in the pros. I wanted to ask you, Jake, about uh, some regressions. Like uh, some guys have Kareem Hunt maybe slipping down a little bit. Uh, who are some guys that had very, very good fantasy years? They're kind of like, eh, I'm going to put the brakes on uh, <laughs> on picking these guys. <laughs> Well, when it cut, you know, for that aspect right there, I, I don't think you're going to get too big of a step back. And honestly, I can see Kareem Hunt increasing his receptions and yards there and offsetting the loss in rushing yards for what they're talking about with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, outside of that, uh, the, the biggest drop-off, I'd probably say, only because, well, the fact is Derrick Henry. Like, and I just because uh, yeah. the fact is Deion Lewis, somebody actually said, the beat reporter actually said about this team earlier today, is Derrick Henry could have more snaps and more touches but Deion Lewis could easily outperform him in yards and fantasy points. And I kind of agree with that. Deion Lewis, if he stays healthy, will be above Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry, even with that backfield split last year, I think he's in more trouble this year because I think at this point, Deion Lewis looks better than DeMarco Murray does. So I think that's one. And then to go way high up the list, I have doubts about Alvin Kamara, at least not for the first four games because there is no You read, you read games, my so mind there. You read my mind. It's actually funny, and I just wrote down Alvin Kamara. I was wondering, question mark. <laughs> everyone's exactly. all in, and, and yeah. I see sort of a consensus, you know, five yeah, type he's a five, deal. Or five back? He's you know, I don't know. Like um, he's, he's coming off the Atlanta Falcons season. The efficiency yeah, of touchdowns yeah. and per touch basis is just unsustainable for most any running back in the NFL. I know you know. You're not opposed to taking Barkley in that spot, right? I mean, I have Barkley ahead of him. I've actually yeah. even just to diversify. I even taken Kareem Hunt ahead of him. A guy, and you know, I was I did a, a hit the other night with some fantasy guys. There's one of my take on the Bills from a betting and an overall general. If I liked anybody on the Bills from a fantasy perspective, and I said, well, the answer was no. Yeah, it's more of a nightmare. <laughs> no more like how do you make how do you make a case for anyone on the Bills from a fantasy perspective, Jake? When we don't know who the freaking quarterback is going to be, my guess is honestly, guys, it's going to be Nate Peterman. Nate Peterman is number one on the depth chart right now, and he's far ahead of everyone. They're not rushing Allen in anytime soon. No, he's not ready. So, to me, it takes the – and Peterman doesn't suck, and they could be playing from behind, but I don't want Jay Zay Jones. I mean, is he high on Molly still? Is he okay? <laughs> um, Charles Clay, you know, is not going to be their leading receiver every damn year. And I get to the running backs here. I, you know, I would stay far away from LaShawn McCoy. What's your take, Jake? Like, and I'm, I love the Bills. You know, with my, I love the Bills. I might put, like, a logo on my coffin. 
But uh, <laughs> since they, they helped me get there quicker. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want any part of LaShawn McCoy. Every time the guy gets tackled, you, you think he's hurt. He's like Neymar. And then conversely, they bring in Chris Ivey, who's old. Ivey. I would have preferred like a nice fresh running back yeah. there to draft a Camara type and get into that system, Jake. Well, Piss me off they, they didn't. <laughs> they can still do that next year, but you you appreciate my Josh Allen take, though. I don't know if you ever heard it. It was during the draft. I said everybody always talks about quarterbacks fitting things into tight windows. I said this dude could fit into a peephole, but he can't hit the damn door. So that's the problem with Josh Allen. The fact is, I don't care who the quarterback is, and I'm not that interested in Zay Jones. I will take LaShawn McCoy only because a lot of people have your sentiment, and it's driving his price down into the third round. If you're going to give me LaShawn McCoy yeah. in the third round, yeah. I don't care his age. I don't care. And they do manage him well. Jake, they, you know, McDermott, and, they and they, yeah, right. and you know, they didn't bring Ivory and not to get him touches. I would expect right. Ivory to probably get nine, ten touches. And I'll take, himself. I'll take yeah. Kelvin Benjamin too because I, I know he's only going to catch fifty percent of his passes. But if you're going to give him one hundred and forty targets, yeah. that's still seventy receptions. Big body, big frame in the end zone too. You know, one thing with Benjamin, it's a yeah. contract year for him. Oh, he's going to which, yeah, yeah. It's so very important. And Jake, that's something I think that's interesting. Actually, do you take a look at that at all? I mean, it's no secret. Players that play in contract years generally play better. And Benjamin, you know, the Bills actually were pretty honest with him. They said, "Listen, you know." We can't warrant giving you a contract extension right now. You're going to have to go out here and do this, right? So I, I, I hate to tell you this, Cam, and uh, Gabe. Sorry, well, Gabe, you asked the question. Yeah, but uh, I, I actually I wrote I wrote the article, and Tristan Cockoff, like two days before me, published almost the exact same article. The contract year is actually a myth. You believe it's a myth, huh? In, in football, I have the numbers. No, not is believe. It a myth? I have the numbers. It's a myth. There's actually, it's almost one third, one third, one third of performing better, performing worse, and performing Ooh. the exact okay, same. Okay, send me, send it to me. I like in, it. in hockey, it seems yeah, like yeah. it's always well, above that's the thing. Not every sport. sport. Hockey, yeah. definitely. Not every sport's going to be the same. Yes. You know, exactly. There's so, different numbers. For interesting. Different Very interesting, Jay. Yeah, that send, is send me that. I'd like to see. Send I'd like to read that if you can on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Jake, uh, other than Barkley, you know, there's a lot of interesting rookies out there. Give me one uh, rookie running back that you think uh, yeah, what about your boy, good? Penny. Yeah, Penny. May I, Seattle. No, I pray he does. It's Penny. I'm and buying into Penny. No, and I'm starting to buy into Penny. Cam's too. a Seahawks fan. He was crying about it. I said, no, you know because what? we have Dude, six running said, backs. But I said, this yeah. guy probably a pretty good fit let's, for what they're trying to do yeah. there, actually, Penny. Well, let's talk about Penny because I said for this draft last year, I said this draft is even better than last year when it comes to the running backs. Penny, Geis, Ronald Jones, Royce Free. Oh, they all can do well. Value. This year. Even or even carry on Johnson, but when it comes to Penny, he I get getting in the third round of all of my drafts because the offensive line's better than people think, and he's a three-down weapon. Jake Seeley, great stuff. Thanks for joining us on short notice, buddy. Of course. Thanks, Jake. Jake Seeley with us. Sorry, we're taking a break. Talking CFL fantasy football, DFS Ooh. on the other side. I've even got a World Cup uh, lineup for you a little bit later oh, on. You came packing. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know Neymar. You get points for diving. But, you know, you spent 14 minutes on the pitch. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
Game Time Decisions, Ready Eat Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Barretti alongside Cam Stewart. Thanks to Jake Seeley for joining us, talking some NFL fantasy football. Now we're going to talk some CFL, DFS, DraftKings. We've got uh, we've got the contest uh, up, the uh, the four game variety. No uh, single game showdowns as of yet. They'll they'll be yeah, posting them I, over the next couple of days. I every, hope every we get some showdowns. Different. Yeah, it is. They're still feeling it out. Every every week is uh, is different. So I put together a lineup. I put together a lineup, although it's probably not very smart to put together a lineup before Ben Kramer joins us. <laughs> Good point, Renzi. <laughs> but then again, you read his column. There's a couple guys that uh, no, I yeah, can I can put together yeah. another lineup uh, with the expertise. Very true. And we can compare yeah. the players that I came up uh, with and yeah, that I, you came up with. I'm an idiot too. I got a lineup made. Uh, I'm ready to go. And as we mentioned, I got a World Cup lineup. Wow. I got a World Cup lineup. Oh, you're digging deep. The World Cup, fifteen thousand dollar. You know what the tournament's called? What? The Striker. 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 Yes, right. <laughs> Striker. All right. Uh, ben Kramer steps up and in. DailyRoto.com's very own uh, Ben Kramer. And uh, don't forget, if you guys, if you're into the CFL DFS stuff, Ben's the uh, the best uh, the best in the business at this. The best uh, DFS breakdowns by far. And you can subscribe. A subscription for the entire season, uh, $75. A monthly subscription is available for $25 per uh, per month. Uh, ben and his uh, his crew, Ben and Dylan, offering projections each uh, week, available through PayPal, and you'll get a link uh, through your email uh, to a sortable projections uh, page. So uh, check out DailyRoto.com for all your uh, CFL DFS analysis, and if you want to take it to uh, the next step, um, you can um, purchase the entire season and uh, definitely seems like a good investment yeah for 75 bucks yeah, you'll, you, you'll, you'll get that back that, in yeah. one week you might make more than that get it one back week. in one week <laughs> one quarter all right let's bring in ben kramer right now what's going on ben how you doing hey good day guys it's nice to see some sun before the rider game tonight yeah, well, uh, it's, yeah, well, yeah, sun. Yeah. Will it will it be sunny once the game starts in Ryderville? Yeah. That's it. Things change quick. Good weather because it's probably not going to be a good football game, right? Well, uh, if it's sunny right now, I'm surprised Chris Jones doesn't bench the sun and start the moon <laughs> during really, the day. Yeah, the he figures. Move, right? Yeah, he figures. Now, listen. I read. Um, I, I've been seeing you on Twitter. You've been pretty uh, pretty animated about uh, the Ryder situation and the the coaching decisions uh, that are being uh, made right now. Yeah, but I, I saw right? I saw Chris Jones's yeah. Chris Jones's answer, and it was just so damn condescending about, well, you know what? I won a high school state championship before, yeah. and uh, people said I didn't throw the ball enough. I can't listen. That has nothing. It's irrelevant. What the yeah. hell does that mean? It means nothing. It means nothing to the, you. The fact that you have one of the best wide receivers in the Canadian Football League, and you're playing them on defense. defense, and then you, as you stated, tell people, Ben. They sign a player who was drafted in the first round in the NFL as a defensive back, and they want to play him at wide receiver. <laughs> like, yeah, what the hell's going funny. on? <laughs> in the end, it turned out that was a typo on the Riders' part, and they meant to put DB, but the S is right beside it, and they put in SB and made the entire internet explode for about half an hour. Well, well the thing is, they, 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 they bring it upon themselves. That's exactly what's going to happen, right? Because yeah. right now, Chris Jones is his own boss, four steps up the food chain, right? So if somebody doesn't like him, they can go talk to his boss or his boss or his boss, and it's still all Chris Jones. 
So there's not too much accountability for whatever he's choosing to do. Derek yeah, Carter so. starting a DB again. Oh, I know. I saw. It's ridiculous. They refused. Yeah, to, uh, the, it's not yeah, working. So like, the word on the street is this week they'll shift him around to a few different spots in the defensive backfield instead of just letting Brandon Banks set up shop in his pocket all week. But that means Terrence Tolliver might get a little bit of the Deron Carter treatment this week, too. I think uh, Terrence Tolliver was one of my best picks uh, last week. I knew going back home in his first home game after a long time, boom, touchdown. Yeah, it was awesome. I had pa- Power points. for Ottawa was a monster. Yeah. We had some good yeah, guys. He's one of the few values that's on the slate this week, too. It's all priced pretty efficiently and pretty tight. Okay, so let's uh, let's jump in right now. So we have the football game tonight. Brandon Bridge, former South Alabama Jaguar, uh, will be a starting quarterback uh, tonight. Question is, if he doesn't perform well, will the Watford dude come in? It's a weird situation here. Man, I don't want to be taking uh, Saskatchewan. I don't trust them. But you can't you can't lay six and a half, seven yeah. points. And the point spread is down to six and a half uh, right now. So looking at the quarterbacks right now for the week, we got Riley at 11-7, Masoli at 10-6, Trevor Harris at 9-7, um, Strevler's at 9-4, but we should note Nichols is back. So right. is is Nichols sort of the steal because maybe the casual guy or some of the people, although I think everyone that plays this stuff knows knows what's going on. But basically, yeah. you've got Strevler at 9-4. you got Nichols at 8-5. Nichols is the one starting. But he hasn't played in a while, so we yeah. don't know what to expect from this guy. But there should be points on a board in that game. So it, there's a lot of butts here. I'll give it to you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of butts this week. That's basically been the practice of building all week is it's, I could do this, but is really you've got Mike Riley, who's the top projected passer every week, and it's by a large margin, by like 30% over any other quarterback on the slate. But he's also the most expensive by a ways, right? So most of our numbers still like Riley is the top play at quarterback. But if you want to go cheaper, Franklin tends to be the one that everybody's on this week at 7300 He's $4,000 cheaper than Riley, and his projection is kind of at par with the rest of the starting quarterbacks that are all kind of within two or three points of each other for the most part. So I don't know if I, I trust think- him. No, like I wrote up this week, he's had one game where he passed for 350 yards and three touchdowns, and he's had another one where he passed for 45% completion rate, 100 yards and no touchdowns. So he could light it up, or he could be really five DK points on the week. But it seems like, according to Twitter and pretty much everything else I've seen, just about everybody's on James Franklin this week. So if you're looking for cash plays, Franklin lets you build with a lot of running backs and receivers that you want. But if you're playing GPPs, just know that Franklin could be 50% owned out there and lay an egg. So there's a lot of opportunity if you want to zig when other people are zagging to go with Mazzoli or Riley, who project a whole lot better, but cost you a whole lot more. Ben, sometimes trying to save money costs you money. So I'm not going to yeah, go. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. It works no. for us in pitchers in baseball. I a lot of them can mess them up. I, I yeah, think so, too. The, yep. It's the cheap goalie or the cheap pitcher that people always want to go after, right? It's the Tyrod Taylor syndrome from NFL where you want a $5,000 quarterback. Hey, but Tyrod's a pretty is... good fantasy quarterback. Settle down there, Ben. <laughs> 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 uh, no, you're right. Yeah, I, I do it. Story, right? So I our, do it all the time for pitchers. Mike Riley. Yeah, our take, our Me take too. is Mike Riley is probably the best play this week. 
But I completely understand if people want to build with Franklin so they can get kind of three elite players in there at running back and you watch What about Trevor Harris? He's the third guy, and he's in a wicked matchup against Montreal. Come uh, on. Alouette's defense. Alouette's, yeah, I know. And you throw the ball all the time. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, I got, I, I, I got red blacks all over the board, baby. Unbelievable. Yeah. If you read if you read Ben's column, Ellingson gets 33% of the targets. It's he's on, he's on my team. Yeah. Um, but what yeah, about what about real contrarian here, Jeff Matthews, Ooh. Montreal Alouettes? Wow! Oh, you're laughing. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you want to register some Matthews lineups, just let me know your username, and I'll try and scoop all your content. <laughs> uh, Jeff Matthews is probably looking that's about so ten DK points in our projections right now, and uh, that's probably an ugly call. Would be my best guess. Oh, how do you? How do you killing me? How do you play a whole game and get ten DK points in the CFL? I don't know. Well, Jeff Matthews, so far he's thrown far more interceptions than touchdowns. He's a 7-10 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio for his career. And, yeah, heading up that Montreal offense against the Ottawa defense that's got Noel Thorpe in the revenge game coming back to his old town, I think that my money's more on the Red Blacks defense than Jeff Matthews. i got to ask you, James Wilder Jr., talk about Franklin. Uh, Andrew Harris is 8,000. I'd rather... Uh paper wilder i know it's against edmonton but man with franklin there he's going to get a lot of touches and gabe and i were at the game he's one of the only bright spots for argos the rest of the team sucking pretty hard yeah it's going to have to be wilder or nothing really for the argos like i think that uh franklin could pass a couple of times to sj green you might get a couple of passes there but green is really expensive too for what his floor projects for so i wilds are best uh projected running back this week against Edmonton because Edmonton's given up more than six yards to carry this year on the ground. It's just How come not Powell? They can't stop anybody. I like Powell, too. I mean, Powell's, you know, Powell's been the best fantasy uh, quarterback so far. He's a monster. Um, how come you – what about Powell and his projections this week against yeah. the Alouettes? Powell doesn't project quite as highly as some of the other backs because he doesn't get as much receiving work as some of the other guys. Like Wilder and Harris and Gable, they'll get five, six, seven targets a game in the passing game, which is a whole lot. Whereas Powell kind of tops out around two or three targets a game. So he just has a little bit lower ceiling from the passing side of it. But if you think Ottawa gets up early, he could easily get 20 carries. I remember some games last year he had 24, 25 carries. So right now we have him projected around 16 carries, which puts him kind of middle of the pack. But if you think Ottawa rolls in this one and he gets the ball a bunch in the fourth quarter, you could certainly bump him up a ways. CFL running back is always the trickiest for me. It's very tricky. It's an inconsistent position, right? C.J. Gable had a great week last week. He did, and he did not the week before. I'm a C.J. Gable fan, but he's lets me down all the time. You know, we bought in Andrew Harris. I think, you know, Harris just got a little bit too pricey, and uh, he didn't deliver. Wilder's good, but I think the Argos are just such a train wreck right now. It's just such a... uh, it's just such a wasteland. So, yeah, but I think uh, Wilder is going to go either for ten or forty, right? There's yeah, probably yeah. not too much in between. And then you've got Harris and Gable and Powell. They're all probably solidly in kind of the thirteen, fourteen point range, with ceilings more in the mid high twenties. But what about in your backyard? Uh, you got a situation where Massim is the third. Is Mar- Marcus Thigpen going to be the guy? Because it's a I, wasteland. Kid. Uh, it is a wasteland. He's fifty three hundred bucks, and I, I put him in as my flex is like that because I got so many other guys. Like I got Harris, Wilder, Ellingson, Gable. So I got to go cheap somewhere. What about Marcus Thigpen? 
You know what? Thigpen, I think, had about six or seven targets in the passing game. Unfortunately, about five of them went off his fingertips, including the 80-yard one that would have been a touchdown on the first play of the game. So Thigpen's got some ceiling. He's going to get some work, but they just keep swapping out those backs in the backfield. Every series, they were coming in with a new guy into the backfield. So if you're really, really set on using somebody that's from that cheap Saskatchewan running back core, Thigpen's probably the guy. But if Mason gets rolling, you could see Thigpen just stuck in the slot. And if Messam starts going, you could see both those guys on the bench. It's just kind of a mess when you've got a three-headed backfield in the CFL. Because most teams only run about 15, 18 running plays in a game. And if you split that up over three guys, there's just a really low floor on all of them. I went contrarian this week. I need need a guy for 5,300 then if I I want things that I put Logan... Oh yeah, your yeah, return yardage. No, guy. I yeah. use well, not as a flex. I used him as a running back, and this way yeah. I just loaded up on wide receivers. After, <laughs> listen, it's pretty freaking consistent. All right, yeah, he's getting about a hundred return yards. Yeah. He's getting like hundred eighty. He's doing the punts. He's doing the touch. You know the the kick. He's getting like hundred eighty yards a damn game. All right, so yeah. wide wide receiver. Yeah, it's not crazy, Ben. Right? You know, it's no, contrarian. No one's gonna, no one's going to own him. No one's yeah. going to own that guy as a running back either. Yeah. The reality is that this is the first week out of the season that there's really been no solid value plays that you can depend on. Every week there is a $3,000 Kenny Stafford or a $4,000 Terrence Oliver or something like that, and there's just none of that on the slate this week. So if you're looking for some salary relief somewhere, probably you're going to be using one of those return guys. You've got Martise Jackson around 4500 for Toronto. You've got Logan in the low 4000s for Montreal. You even got Christian Jones for Saskatchewan right around 3900. So you kind of got three punt plays there. Your problem is you have a really low ceiling on those guys, right? Like at best you're probably going to get two times value. Maybe they top out at 10 or 11 points if they have a good game. So what you really need then is the rest of those players that you're spending up on to give you 3x value if you're going to hope to be able to cash those lineups or finish high in a GPP. So it gives you some salary relief. It's not stupid at all. I'm using a lot of both, all three of those guys in lineups. But it's going to be the matter of you really have to make sure that those high-spending guys that you get really produce for you or you're going to be in trouble. All right, let's talk, yeah. about, the, uh, let's talk about the wide receiver uh, position. Uh, Darrell Walker is the most expensive uh, wide receiver. But as you talk about, if you're looking for some salary relief, and I did it last week, and uh, he didn't let me down. I'm talking about Duke Williams. I mean, yeah. what, what an athletic uh, player. You just get it in his vicinity. This, this guy's going to come down uh, with the football. And, you know, Brandon Banks is somebody that's intriguing as well. I know you're right about Brandon Banks. And I got, I got Duke Williams and Brandon Banks in my lineup. And Brandon Banks is always a player that frustrated him. I used to play that, that crap-ass uh, TSN Moore CFL oh, Fantasy yeah. League. Of course. <laughs> I, couldn't take, I couldn't take Banks because he was a returner, really. You know, he didn't really get – he wasn't really getting us enough. But now as a wide receiver, I mean, it's amazing he doesn't get killed. He's a small dude, but he bounces back up. He's so fast, he gets open. I mean, he's not a great receiver or anything, but he does get open. And Saskatchewan's got a lot of holes out there. So I figure Banks is going to have some production here. So I went with Duke Williams, uh, Deontay Spencer, because, you know, I couldn't afford afford Allenson, so I went with Spencer. Uh, I couldn't afford Walker, go with Williams. Like Brandon Banks, and then the one punt play I went with, you got you got to roll the dice on someone here. I went with Ricky Collins Jr., but I think Ricky Collins Jr., I think this Winnipeg-BC game is going to be a track meet. I mean, it's a high total for a reason. Every time these two teams play each other, Ben, I don't have to tell you, man, these teams get into the 30s. They usually get after it, these two teams. Yep. 
Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like, if Brandon Banks doesn't indeed get mostly Deron Carter covering him, just like Chris Williams got last week or Deontay Spencer the week before, he's given up a 50-yard-plus touchdown each week. So if Brandon Banks sees a lot of that, he's the same kind of mold, a small, fast guy who's just going to make one move and be gone, right? You notice, too, Banks. doesn't have the hips. Banks, they, they, gave well. him a couple, they gave him a couple of returns last week, too. Yeah. They said they weren't yeah, going to do it, but he, start, he did get a couple of returns. just helps that much more. There are certainly good plays to be had there. And, yeah, for Edmonton, they're going to pass their touchdowns every week, right? There's going to be scores to be had there. And Duke's probably, well, he's probably the most physically gifted receiver in the league right now. He stepped right into Zilstra's role in Edmonton and made everybody forget that Zilstra was gone because he's just been exceptional this year. He's got great body control, great high-end speed, and he's picking up from last year a little bit where he was dropping too many. But it helps a lot. He's playing in the middle of the field in the slot now instead of that field-wide receiver position where you're 40 yards away from the quarterback to start the play, right? So, yeah, and even Ricky Collins, man, that's a guy who could catch a few balls. I lost a whole bunch of money in week one when he caught a touchdown pass in the end zone. They called it back because Brian Burnham was offside. If he catches that one, Man, he's a totally different look for the rest of the season because people are expecting things. He's only getting kind of three or four targets a game, but he's one of the cheaper receivers out there. And if he gets a few targets his way, he's shown the capacity to catch a deep ball or two. It's just a matter of getting those targets. Ben Kramer, DailyRoto.com. We'll take a quick break. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Up with Ben Kramer. Thanks to Ben Kramer for joining us. Is she fired up for some CFL DFS too, right man. now? I'm, I'm jacked. We've got to put a couple, maybe a couple lineups together. It's fun, man. We've had uh, we've had quite uh, quite a bit of success yet in different formats actually, and that's the thing, man. They keep throwing us curveballs. I mean, of course, they had the showdown where I guess they um, they didn't like that one. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't Where? like your quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, like everyone yeah. was a flex. I actually won money two out of three weeks. Flex, doing flex, flex. <laughs> yeah, I know it's wicked. Yeah. It was actually a nice strategy. I'm disappointed they've taken it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, We're three weeks in. Like I said, you know, no one really thought of it, Cam. You know what I mean? I was one of the few people that did it. I wasn't the only one that did it, but there was only like five yeah. to ten of us that thought of it. It's a smart move. It was like, yeah, let's just take both defenses. Why not? You know what I mean? 
Why not? I fell ass backwards into the perfect game that night, if you pick remember. Pick six, pick six. Ottawa, <laughs> Saskatchewan. Was, oh, dude, I was on my way to winning $760. Oh, that would have been so nice. Except Caleros got hurt. Yeah, that's right. That was the difference. They I, had, I was ahead of everyone, but I lost my quarterback. That, there's nothing worse than watching a DraftKings lineup, and you're like there, and then it just it just dwindles. Because like, I looked, I was happen. so ahead of everyone. I was in yeah. first place, Cam, literally. I was in first place after the first quarter, and I was like, damn. This could be a good And night. I was looking, and I was like, these people can't really catch me because I have Caleros, too. Yes, you know, so some people had both quarterbacks, and but I had one of them. For so, every and for every great defensive play, more points. Yeah, and Sack, every safety picks, exactly. Yeah. So I was uh, really doing well, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I'm actually. I really think I'm going to win this thing. I really think I got a chance of winning." And then, boom! Midway through the third, Kalaros went out. That's such a bad. And game. you should have seen the plummet, dude. It went from seven sixty. To 360, to 180, to 90, <laughs> to 40, like to two bucks. No, like, <laughs> it, was like it stopped at 20. Oh, okay. I put 10 in and it doubled it. Like I thought I was going to win 760 bucks, but I ended up getting 20 bucks. Yeah, you won 10 bucks. <laughs> well, in gambling terms, I hey. doubled the money. Yeah, you did. You doubled up. It was like you're in a $10 double up. You win. Hey, uh, Gabe, the golf has been suspended. Uh, we got the leader right now, Joachim uh, Neiman. Kid from Chile, seven under on our DraftKings team. So uh, play has been suspended due to rain, though. Great leaderboard too. Webb Simpson's there. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what we'll see what happens in this tournament. But good start. I like to have like all the guys right now are like four under or better, and that's what you hope from. I know it's a four round tournament, but uh, good start. Come on, Neiman. We gotta win some money. Win some big money. What about the? Uh, there's two tournaments going on. Oh, the uh, the British one, yeah. I got uh, the Irish Open. Yeah, the Irish Open. I ha- I, I got a couple on, guys Cam. there. Are you on top of this or what? Yeah, of course, I'm on top of it. I'll get you a leaderboard there. I'll get you a leaderboard. Who do you got? Uh, who did I pick again? Paul Dunn. Picked another couple guys. Uh, who was it? Oh, oh yeah, Campy. Oh my guys, two under. The leader I think is at five under. But a lot of guys are struggling, Gabe. Like, a lot of good players are struggling. It's uh, the European tours. Uh, people. You know they don't talk about it very much. It's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, I, I don't have. I don't have Robert. What I got? Robert Fox, Chester's. Dude, we have a Padraig Harrington sighting. He's T two at four under. The best hair in golf, Robert Rock. Remember I told you about that guy's lid. It's so perfect. Lee Westwood. That's a nice showing. Dude, three you, under. Good stuff. You're not going to believe this, but I spoke to Feinberg the other night, and uh, I picked Ryan Fox at eighty to one. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I said, hey, check out Ryan Fox at 80 to 1. And what did he say? He didn't really know him too no, much. No, no, Fo- Fox has actually played a couple of really good tournaments this year. Uh, he's 5 under, yeah. I do better with this Euro stuff. Basically, this Fox it's guy. It's more can't, predictable. This guy dominates links courses. Like he won the uh, the Arthur. Arthur Dunham or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, uh, yeah. Will, uh, Dunhill. Yeah, Dunhill. Yeah, Will, yeah. Albert Dunhill. Yeah, that's right. Dun- <laughs> you call me sir. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I didn't think Ryan Fox was really going to win, but I did say that Ryan Fox is a good DraftKings pick. Well, <laughs> did you bet him at 80 to 1? No. Oh, okay. I didn't bet it. That sucks. I hate hearing stories like that, Gabe. Well, the fact what? that he's in first place right yeah, now, he's not going to win. I know. he might, But but then again, you put five bucks on him at 80 to 1, you, you, his name popped out. It's one of those things now, when I think something stupid, I do it now because I don't want to have like you regrets. Remember when I took my boy Ricky Ruffles a couple of years yeah. ago, and he came out of nowhere. Oh, he, he came out hot. 
No, it's like that when Thorbjorn Olison won, I used to bet him every week. Doug Gim? Yeah, I yeah. nailed Doug Gim. Dougie Gim. He's a I've, am- had good success, I've had good success with no-name golfers. Yeah, that's that's how you get it. Really what it was, Cam, and I, I talked about this actually with the Euro Tour. The American media kind of sucks. All right, so you can only get so much depth information. It's kind of the same thing. There's a bunch of DFS sites and stuff. Yeah, those guys do the best work out of anybody. The regular guys on the PGATour.com and stuff, it's a joke. Yeah, well, the PGA site's not too bad. It's not great. You know, but but basically, I'm just saying, like, you know, the media, like, newspapers and golf isn't that big in America. It is and it isn't. It's big. It's big. Europe. Yeah, like golf's big. Like DraftKings golf is very successful. Like uh, oh. fantasy golf's a pretty. It's popular. a great sport for fantasy. Yeah, because it's once a week exactly. Four so, rounds. Like so, I'm not saying golf isn't popular, but as Cam just stated, in Europe it's different. It's very big. Like they, they follow the players more differently. So basically, what I'm saying is, I find out about these guys, Cam, just by reading. You know what I mean? Like I read the Australian newspapers, and oh, they yeah, had a, they had a feature on Ryan Fox, and I basically yeah. stated, "All right, you know." So you're not going to read about Ryan Fox, dude, on ESPN.com. Oh God, no! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm actually like even they, on the, yeah, yeah, like, like you got even PJ. No, exactly. Like you have to go to the local source, but the British and the Australian, they just take golf more seriously, Cam. So there's better golf coverage. So when you're doing research, you can get some real good information actually from reading the uh, the British uh, the British media sources. It's actually New Zealand. I thought it might have been Australian. Yeah, Ryan Fox. Oh, is he is he from New Zealand? New Zealand professional golfer. And know what the thing is? Take a look at his like. This well, is they are th- neighbors. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't say. <laughs> you no, know don't say they're friends. No, I was gonna say <laughs> say I, same thing. No, it's buddy, not the same. No, no, but honestly, yeah. listen. Oh, yeah, he's 40th on the no, tour. but he play, he plays in Australia. Yes. Sort of like New Zealand. Yes, yes. You know, it's like New Zealand breakers are have, in the Australian. They used to have the Australasia tour and th- things all over the world so he's played all over the world he's born in uh, auckland new zealand gabe the guy's 40th on the tour right now what does that tell me that's good yeah the, on the euro tour yeah that's it that's not easy you know what 40th is very good you got sharks in that on that tour you got if you're top 40 it means you're a world-class player you get you get a lot of top 10s and 25s he's good that's what he is he's a damn good golfer so i'll give him i'll give him a lot of credit that was a, that was a really interesting pick but we'll see what happens with the rest of this tournament. Like, another good angle I didn't talk about, but I put him in another one of my DraftKings team. Uh, at the Greenbrier this week, it's called a military tribute to the Greenbrier. So there's no sponsor. It's just all military, like, very heavy. And know who's doing well for the first time this year? Billy Hurley III, a guy who was in the military. Like, this is his, th- like, an angle like that. Like, it's his type of tournament. My time to shine. He's T6 right now. You wouldn't think of taking Billy Hurley <laughs> like ever like you know he's the cheapest guy but you know what he plays well like he's a former army vet guy boom now he's on the leaderboard they see these are things that uh yeah good point by you you, you, you dig a little deeper you get you might have some it's success. called research people research it's called research yeah sometimes it works now let's check in with the um let's check in with the atkins uh, diet the atkins diet major league baseball trends of the day cam <laughs> is it sponsored by atkins diet for real? No. Oh, okay. I was just like, what? No. It's Vince Atkins. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I see. I'm saying I know a lot of people that had success on the Atkins diet. It just never worked for me. Yeah, yeah. Vin, Vin, Vince Atkins. Uh, Vince Atkins. Uh, that's like, uh, VA. Yeah, yeah. Hey, VA. Yeah, yeah Vin, I, Vince I mean, Atkins. Shout he's, out to our boy VA. He's the uh, the baseball trend guy. I like it. He's the one that comes up with these these crazy trends. So, yeah, it's uh, Vince Atkins. All right. You can find him on Twitter. 
the uh, the uh, Washington Nationals, 14 and 0 straight up as a home favorite over a divisional opponent that is behind them in the standings. If they're coming off a game as an underdog, <laughs> wow! You know what? I like the Nationals tonight. Yep. They you know they can't lose every damn game, man. I'll tell you one thing we didn't do before you get to the rest of the stuff. We talked about on Monday's show the Dodgers is a dog. They just keep on winning. It's it's something well, that a dog has to, to be win done. the division. Yeah, a dog to yeah. win the, They're winning the division. Of course they're winning. And they're the plus money when we at the time that you brought it up. Cam, they're thirteen to one right now to win the World Series. I don't understand that. <laughs> it's like so... the Yankees and the Red Sox are plus three fifty. The Dodgers are plus thirteen hundred. Great head situation. The Say Dodgers are there. as good as those guys. Say they get there, you can go so many things you can do with that money. No, but when, they, no, when they get there, it'll be a pick em. That's what's crazy. They're giving you money right That's now. I don't, I'm I don't saying. Know. If you're getting a team at 13-1 to 1 and they happen to get this there. This is exactly what happened last year. The Dodgers were like 12-1 to 1 around this time to win the World Series. And I tweeted out, the Dodgers will win the World Series. Grab it. And that stupid website that I hope that goes bankrupt soon. Uh, or Twitter, Twitter feed. I hope the guy... Um, I was going to say, I hope he gets electrocuted, but no, that'd be pretty, too harsh. I be, that's strong. Yeah. Uh, how about you hope um, the business is not as uh, successful? That's pretty mean, too. Yeah. What do you say? I know last night I said in a podcast in a chat room that I hope someone... Uh, dies? No, I, yeah, I said that I hope that a troll gets hit by a bus and dies. <laughs> and then I thought, wow, that might be too harsh. So I, said, I got one. How about falls off a bike and gets hurt? Yeah, that's pretty good, too. I like that. I said instead, uh, how about uh, he misses the bus and gets deserted somewhere? Yeah, and his whole day will be a horrible adventure. Yeah, yeah, that's better. It's kind of like when Lisa went to Crackton. Yeah, it's like you got to figure it out. Uh Uh-uh, sorry, it's on the weekend. Yeah, you want to go to the museum? Nope, sorry. No talking to the bus driver. That's the bad. The finger. (laughs) That's what happened to me when my brother abandoned me, Gabe. All right. I had to get back from Vancouver Island. That's not fun. All right. I lost my train of thought. Where I'm was sorry, I? sorry, you were at Atkins Diet Baseball Trends. Yeah, I felt as though there was something connected to the Atkins no, Diet the that diet. I was going to so The uh, Montreal, uh, no, sorry, Washington Nationals, you liked them tonight. You said the trend was uh, one that you Oh, yeah, that's right. That you well, yeah, I know, but it was something else. But anyways, the Washington Nationals. Uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> to mention everything you said. The Washington, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah. The, the Washington Nationals, 14-0 and 0, uh, as a home favorite uh, over a division opponent that is behind them in the standings when they're uh, – they're off a game as a underdog. Oh, that was it. The uh, freezing hot takes. That stupid website. <laughs> freezing hot takes. Yeah, so it's a Twitter account, Cam. And basically, what they do is they mock people's tweets. Oh. So like sports media. So they'll they'll take. When you make like, a prediction. They'll take Colin Cowherd, and yeah. it'll be his tweet that says, "You know, the LA Rams will win the Super Bowl," and then they mock them. They're like, "Oh, look at this stupid guy." So they did it with me. I guess, I guess I'm famous. With the Dodgers? Yeah. So when the Dodgers lost the World Series in seven games, when the Dodgers lost the World Series in seven games, for some reason they took my tweet and they said, oh, look at this guy's stupid prediction, uh, Marenzi. And my prediction was from like May 18th, Dodgers 12 to 1. I said, Dodgers, take the Dodgers to win the World Series. They cut your tweet? And uh, it was really funny because uh, they got attacked after because people said, "Hey guys, you're pretty stupid." This guy gave a team that was 12 to one in May, and they went they went all the way to seven games. Yeah, and you've got one money. Yeah, it's exactly. not a freezing cold take. I agree 100. percent It's actually a hot take. Cam's uh, typing away. What are you looking for, Cam? Another leaderboard. <laughs> I got a lot of things going on there, Gabe. I'm gonna win some money. Anyway, no, I'm I'm listening to your trends, and I think uh, taking the Dodgers at that price is 
amazing. How long does it take you to like find the leaderboard? Like a long time. I got six or seven. Like you, you, you really struggle with this computer. Wow, you, you, you really come at me hard. You, I, I, I got like seven windows up. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying need a to, bigger computer. I need a lot of things, man. I know, it's I like, know it's like Homer Simpson. Like these fingers are too, uh, too fat to yeah, dial. Kind of fat, but they're not. Like, they're uh, not meat. They're not meat fingers. You're sort of like you're you're poking away at this computer. So it takes you forever just yeah. to, to get like a leaderboard. It sure does. <laughs> like <laughs> when I look at Cam, I can say he's struggling. Like uh, your yeah. computer's too small. It's very. Look sweet. at you. You're leaned over. You're crunched over. You, you like. I'm gonna tell you, Gabe. I'm not very comfortable. <laughs> I can't lie to you. Like, it's come here, my back hurts. Like, you're right, the computer's small. My eyes are all shit now. Like, I don't know what's going on, buddy. My girlfriend told me, though, she goes, once you get over, like, 40, things are going to start to change for you. And she was right. <laughs> and not in a good way. You got any more trends for me? Uh, <laughs> yes, the, yes. Other than the fact that uh, I need a new computer yeah. or a different chair. and uh, Yeah, the, uh, Sam, the San Francisco pounds. Giants are 0-9 <laughs> straight up in the final game of a series with no rest after a uh, one-run loss as a road dog. Wow, that's that's pretty weird. The Detroit Tigers are 0-10 straight up off a road game in which uh, Mikey. <laughs> oh, Muck-Tuck? Yeah, yeah Muck-Tuck, yeah, he's good. This the stupidest trend ever. The Actually, Tigers are 0-10 straight up off the road game in which Mickey Muck was, <laughs> was hitless in at least three. You know what I like? I got a couple the Rangers in my lineup. So look at this. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Atkins. You're giving me two. You know, it's like the Bible. Everything's conflicting here. So the Giants are 0-9 straight up in the first game of a series with no rest after a one-run loss as a road dog. But the Giants are also 12-0 over-under when Johnny Cueto starts at home when they won his last start. San Francisco has gone over the total by an average of 3.8 runs. All right, so those, they're those, saying San Francisco is going to lose and the game's going to go over the number. Some of these trends give you a headache. Like they're kind of, man, and then it's like a lot of it's like, come on. Not a fan. No, uh, they're just too, ran- it's it's random. All right, how about uh, this for a trend? This is simpler. Yeah. The Milwaukee Brewers are 6-3 and three in their last nine games. Very, very, you like that? Yeah, I do. Just hot baseball team. Thank the Washington you. Nationals are two and ten in their last twelve. They are really struggling. Yep. This is somewhat of a surprise. Who's the coldest pitcher in baseball right now? Well, there's quite a few of them, but no, one no. of the coldest. Justin Verlander. Yeah, he's actually been struggling a little bit. Yep, and he's the most expensive pitcher on DK tonight. In his last three starts, he's been uh, he's given up nine earned runs, sixteen hits. Oh God, the dog is really. Yeah, he. I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you, this building's being taken over by barking dogs, man. Oh, there's this like big white like you husky he's dog. He's a mean, mean guy. Yeah, and he's a really nice looking dog. He looks friendly, like big. Yeah. He's a big white fluff ball. Like he looks like a perfect friendly yeah. dog. He's one of those huskies with fur, with fluffiness. Yeah, except he's not friendly, no. and like he causes Fish. like havoc with other dogs and stuff. So I come in the lobby and. Dog starts, like, growling at me for real, like, barking and stuff. The owner doesn't do anything. That's a bad owner. The owner just, you know, stands there and stuff. And then the dog, like, sort of, like, tries to lunge at me and stuff. And uh, so the dog gets on the elevator. I'm not getting the elevator with the dog after all this. No, he's scary. So the dog keeps barking. The owner doesn't do anything. So I just yelled at the dog. I said, would you F and shut the F up? <laughs> I actually thought the owner was going to say something no, to me, and I was going to like punch him in the face. 
Then his dog would have attacked me. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. He would have, too. Like, some dogs are afraid of humans, but if he's already coming up to you and, and stepping up to you, if you touch his owner, that dog will lock onto your arm like it's a rib cap steak. But there's basically a symphony of little, like, no, little dogs that bark here, man. It it's, just doesn't stop. No, it never stops. Like they're, and then it's like a prison. It's like in cell. Like one of them yeah. starts barking and the Good other point. one starts and they all just start chirping. Got to be honest with you, it's really starting to piss me off. Yeah, it gets to me. But yeah. you know what? I get them back at night when I yell. Yeah, when you're yelling? Yeah, yeah. sports rage. Suck it, dogs. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. Like, <laughs> Listen to my bark. Their dogs make noise now. My dogs <laughs> make noise at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Stupid Pajay's bullpen. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decision, hey. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Man, man. Oh, I, I, I hear, I think a horn's coming. Uh-oh, you're going to go nuts. I think uh, Mike Florio might uh, have like, uh, hey. shown up. He's like, hey, Gabe, how, how did he? here's one from the past. <laughs> Just to watch your blood pressure boil. Florio wasn't there earlier. I thought it was JP. Oh, yeah. J- no, JP's probably still. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, JP, uh, JP doesn't usually play uh, crappy music, though. All right, no, see, it's it's all good. No, 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 next to uh, next to Florio, like you're like an MTV uh, VJ. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> next to Florio, you're an MTV VJ. Sorry. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I want my, I want my MTV. I mean, that was a good song. Dire straits, money for nothing. That's a winner. Oh yeah, but I used to remember the karaoke song I did. I go look at Brian Blessing. That's the way he does it. Making horse picks at the OTB. Oh, yeah. Look, there's Rick Rickshaw. That's the way he does it. No we, money we get, for something. Giving picks for free. We gotta get blessing. Uh, we gotta get blessing. Yeah, huh? I don't know. He's too big for us now. You call. You lot. called it a long time ago. Oh, He's yeah, a, yeah. I, I, I you know what he does too. He has a knack. He'll never call you, but he'll call you when. A golfer of yours is tied and you're going to win and your guy will lose by a stroke. Classic at that. Or when you're, like, having a really bad day on the highway. Like, he never calls you at the right time. You know those guys that always call you at a bad time? That's blessing. Never when I'm just in the recliner having a brew. It's always mushing bets and stuff. Las Vegas has tainted him. <laughs> kind of has. <laughs> uh, I love that guy. Who wants to go to a 2018 World Series game? This guy. Tune in to the Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. Well, you should be tuning in every yeah, day, you son saying. of a bitches. Yeah, be loyal. Hey, and, and how about the sponsors, too? You ungrateful too. bastards. Oh, here we go. It's like a dog fight. Jeez, yeah, it's, it's little guy versus. They're two, and the worst is they're two little ones, and they got big yaps. Shut uh, up. No, 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 don't tell them to shut up because the neighbors, you know, they're oh, going to hear it. Calm okay. down. Okay. 
then they're going to tell me to shut up and ask to oh, shut yeah, up. Sorry, yeah, sorry. But I didn't like, say it that loud. I didn't say it that loud. I'd like to get the, the dog mic'd up, actually. <laughs> you can join us as, as a third right. guest. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to ruin the night show or anything. So His DFS picks might yeah. be better than Cam's. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get, he sounds pretty confident. We'll get that to talk. We'll let the dog pick players. <laughs> Like Gold Goldfarb used to do. Yeah, yeah, we'll just, uh, yeah, let the dog. Two barks? Oh, okay, I like it. All right, July 8th. I don't know. It should be July 8th soon. So when's July 8th? July 8th is... Uh, it's like Monday, I guess. Sunday or Monday, yeah. So um, July 8th, probably starting Monday, whenever it is, July 8th. I think it's next week. So they'll be playing uh, the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend Fall Classic in person. 844-843-FNTSY. The contest is sponsored by DKMS. They're looking for your help in a fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant transplant is the best chance for survival. 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family. 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and in and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. I just love the benevolent stranger every time. <laughs> what do you say? It's so funny. You think uh, blood cancer is funny, Cam? No, I think <laughs> the help of a benevolent stranger. Cam, Cam's just howling it up over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, like 30% of patients. That, what's the punchline? That, uh, that 14,000 people? <laughs> hey, man. I'll tell you. I just like the benevolent stranger line. That's all I'm going. That's all where I'm going. <laughs> Uh, life. Come on, Cam. Show some sensitivity here. Okay. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge, July 8th through July 17th. Could we call get, in and win. Do we get to ask questions on the show? Like, are they going to have, like, in the email with Cardano census, like, somebody can so call very, on our show and question. ask questions? Yeah, I don't know. We never I'm seen, not just here. Like, I'm not just, we never yeah. seem to partake in uh, these uh, well, these contests. I'm making a, I'm kind of making a statement. I would love to we partake should. in it. We, we would love to partake the, in we it. We should ask the trivia question. How about we get, we, we, we don't want the whole thing. Maybe, like, one an hour or a couple. Like, we'll play the game. We should. I thought it was a good idea. We should come up with the trivia question as well. Oh, fair enough. I like it. Extremely difficult. Yeah. Early era UFC trivia. Ooh. <laughs> UFC 3. Who was the co-made event? <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> well, I spoke to the Schwab. Uh, Man, that guy's unreal. Yeah, you can't beat that no, guy. But I asked him. I said, what about uh, MMA? Are you up on that? <laughs> like uh, UFC? Does that count as a big enough, you know, sport for you to count? And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I'm up on it. But he said, not like the other sports. So that's, so his, that, that's that, his weak link. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. If you ever run into Schwab and you try to, you want to beat him or something, like start peppering him with George St. Pierre questions. <laughs> <laughs> when did George St. Pierre win his first belt, Schwab? UFC 79, wrong, wrong, 54. I have no idea if that's correct. No, it's just numbers out there. I think I'm actually pretty close, to be honest. That's a good, all right. So I just randomly threw out there. When did GSP win his first belt? I say, uh, I say UFC 56. 62? GSP. Cam's just copying me like the price is right now. But I, I go over the showcase total. I say that he first won the belt. He beat Matt Hughes at UFC 56. That's my, uh, my in, guess. Where's that in? It was the one before we uh, went to Montreal. Because remember, you were talking about that before when we. Yeah, met, that was in. That's the, when that's, we met Herb Dean and stuff. Yeah, that's in. That's in the eighties. 
That was like UFC 89. Uh. Well, I was pretty close. You were really close. You said UFC 62? Yeah. It's 63. Oh, okay. UFC 63. 63. Yeah. He lost to he lost the first time at UFC 50. He lost the UFC 50 for the championship to Matt Hughes, and then he beat Matt Hughes, Hughes. at UFC 63. And then at uh, UFC 69 was this, the shocker in which Matt Sarah. Oh, yeah. Matt Sarah knocked him out. And then it was uh, UFC 83. April 19th, 2008. So that was 10 years ago. Hard to believe. You were actually there. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, when Heath Herring was there. 10 years ago. When Heath Herring and uh, we didn't meet Herb Dean. We got stiffed by her. Well, no, we stiffed Herb Dean. It was kind of our old producer screwed that up. He wasn't very prepared. Herb Dean. Herb Dean's on. Yeah, that's best. Herb like, Dean. Yeah, he goes line three. Herb Dean. Game's like we're bringing in a legendary referee, like, Herb Dean. Mr. Herb Dean. Silence. Oh, sorry, so, sorry, guys. Line two. Okay, we got it. We're ready to rock. We're here with Heath Herring, uh, Razor Ed, Gabe Baretzi here, and uh, Herb Dean. Line one. Nothing. <laughs> and after a while, he did it a third time. Oh, you! And then you went. Well, he did it a third time. Then, then during the break, I said, "Listen." His face was just—he was like he saw ghosts. I remember even Heath Herring looked at me. He goes, "What kind of operation are you guys, guys running?" Exactly. <laughs> All right, we were and we were embarrassed for him. It was pretty cool though. We hosted a party that night, uh, co-hosted with Ariane Celeste, the uh, UFC uh, Octagon girls. Oh yeah. That was the night uh, Cam, actually, it was pretty funny. Cam Stewart. Eat a pizza? Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> you've done that. Um, I don't know if you recall, but uh, we were in the hotel, uh, the hotel um, on the mountain, Hotel de la Montagne, pretty uh, nice hotel. I like that place. And uh, we were partying pretty hard, let's just say. So we're partying pretty hard, and it's me, Cam, and UFC heavyweight Heath Herring in the hotel room, and... So we leave the hotel, and the arena is like, you know, a 10, 15-minute walk away from the hotel. But it's nice out. It's April. So our plan is to leave the hotel and just walk down the street to the arena. But being Montreal, there's hot chicks everywhere. And I don't know if you remember this, Cam, but we left the hotel, and there were, like, literally a bunch of stewardesses. Like, literally, like they were stewardesses. Yeah. They were dressed in uniform, yeah. but really, they really were like nice with Swedish then. Airlines yeah. or something. It wasn't like, smoking. wasn't, you know, United, man. It, know. it was like Air Sweden or Switzerland or something. Five star. And there was like four of them. <laughs> so we literally came out, and it was literally one of those, holy shit. So everyone was like, oh, my God, holy crap. And Cam actually turned around and said, oh, he turned around, <laughs> and Cam twisted his ankle. Yeah, tripped over a curb. And fell on the sidewalk. <laughs> so, like, he twisted his ankle and fell off the sidewalk onto the street. Sort of like, like in slow motion, kind of like an old person would. Like, oh, boom. And then, like, but it, he actually did for real. So, the best is Cam's then lying on the ground in pain. And he's moaning. He's like, oh, oh. Like, he's making noise. And Heath Herring is standing over him. Heath Herring's a big dude, too. He's like 6'5". He's like 200. Get up. Yeah, he's looking over him. He goes, dude, man. He goes, what's wrong with you? He's like, <laughs> then he, he goes, 
dude, Fedor stomped on my head 12 times, man. Yeah. And I didn't even lie down for this long. So Cam, Cam's lying on the, on the pavement, and we're like, man, we got to go to the fight. So Cam tells us, uh, go ahead, just go ahead. Um, go ahead to the fights. I'll meet up with you guys later. And um, so we actually felt bad for Cam. Me and Heath, you know, we left Cam, so we're like. It's all right. We, we felt a little bad for Cam. And uh, then we find out Cam actually went to the casino yeah, instead down. of the fights. He suddenly got better, I, and you decided to go to the casino. I limped there, but I, I got there. It was actually a win. And, and you said it, that casino is hard to win at. It's all funny, too, because the cards are in French, too. It's kind of like they're, like, uh, reversed. It's very, very interesting. What do you mean the cards here? No, French. no, like the Jacks looked at, like, they're, um, how do I explain this? They're just not right. Like, they're, di- no, they're a different style of cards. I don't know. I don't really don't know how to European. put it that way. Yeah, they're European style. European decks. Yeah. Well, anyway, I really like that place. And, yeah, you told me it could be a very, like, there was a lot of sour people there. Like, people at the table were getting smoked. Not a lot of people were winning, and I mean, this one guy just had a good spot. Yeah, no, I won a few. It was a good night, Gabe. So, yeah, sorry, I tripped over the curb there, but I really, uh, I'm not an MMA fighter either. He's pain threshold is, uh, remember, Brock Lesnar kidney punched him for how, how long that was. Like, any other man would have died in that situation. Would you not think? Imagine getting hit by that man <laughs> in the kidneys for that long and just laying on you. And he, t- he took it like a man. He's tough. That guy's, oh, man, he's one of the toughest people going. I like here's a uh, trip review dot com, trip review dot com review of the uh, Montreal Casino. Absolutely no payouts on the slot machines. Not one jackpot was won by anyone while I was there. I ran out of money quickly. Not even small payouts on the slots. My recommendation is don't waste your time. Yep. It's very, very difficult there, but. Once in a while, you get lucky. I've been going to this casino every now and then, off and on, for 10 years. I live in Montreal. My husband once won $1,000 once. That's it. I have never left there winning money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad tale. Like that, That's the thing is, you have to understand, something like a bookie, they don't want you to lose every week because they eventually don't want you to tap out. That casino is ruthless. Like, it's like... Yeah, you people got, you like get people, win, people win like a people like the building though. Like this oh, guy, this building. guy, the food in the restaurants is good. The great bar, bar, the bars, great bar, the bars are great. Yep. This other lady who's the tourist says uh, there was dancers, great music, great entertainment. That's the thing. It's not. It's nice. A nice building, and you're right. They have very good food, and you just can't win. It's tough. Classy joint though. Very classy. You know what they have, too? Like, uh, pushes lose there. On some tables. Only idiots go to those tables. What is it, like the Conklin Carnival? Remember the CNE? I remember that happened to me. You're like, what? Oh, Gabe, I was playing. <laughs> remember back then when we were working, like, and we were on TV, and we had, like, a lot of money? Like, I had money, and I remember I was playing, like, large hands. I got a 20. The dealer has a 20. I'm at the Canadian National Exhibition there. The guy takes my money. I lean over and go, what the F are you doing, man? I go, what, 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 you give me my money back. Sir, sir, it's a charity casino. Pushes or ties. I go, that's the <laughs> dumbest. I'm gone. Hey, I might be a ch- I'll give money to charity, but I'm not a charity. Ca- like, you can't have pushes being losses. That is, it's hard enough to win. And now you're going to tell me I lose on a tie? Come on, man. Come on, Marantz. you got to be with me on that. Like, you're an idiot if you play at those tables. A stooge. Here's the, uh, the big scandal that happened in 1994 at the casino in Montreal. 
uh, Danielle Corvo won $600,000 playing Keno. He picked 19 of the 20 winning numbers three times in a row. He claims he used a computer to discern a pattern in the sequence of numbers based on a chaos theory. However, it was later found out the sequence was easy to predict because the casino was using an inadequate electronic sooner nodded number generator. In fact, the Keno machine was reset every morning with the same seed number. Wow. Resulting in the same sequence of numbers being generated. He received his winnings after investigators cleared him of any wrongdoing. And they didn't actually add a part of this story that while they were interviewing him, he won again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm dead serious. Like, he already had, like, you know what I mean? He already put, like, a bunch of plays in on it. You know what I mean? This guy found the He just kept on so going So he won, it. and they were like, what's your deal anyways? And it turns out this this Wikipedia, I think the, the Casino de Montreal has Tamper, tampered with it. Yeah, they've cut, like, the real stories here. Because yeah. I'm on their Wikipedia page, and they don't talk about having a coroner's office in the basement because so many people kill themselves there. You left that part out. That's very, yeah, that's, if I was them, I'd leave it out, too. Well, it's a bad idea to have a casino by a bridge. Yeah. Like, um, you're right. Then you see the parking. You see. That's how they the, tell. That's, that's how, yeah, the automobile. Oh, it's been here for a few people days. People park gone. their cars. And it's that sad. Man. If people, like, you figure, do the math, right? So, guy goes to the casino, parks his car, and the car's still there a couple of days later, and the guy's missing. And there's a bridge that's literally about 500 feet high. It's huge. That outside of a casino. Like honestly, it's it's you can't. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> like, but it's just to, to, to me, have a high bridge near a casino, you're absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. So you're, asking, you don't, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, like you know, you always have. Well, you can't have a casino too close to a school or a weed dispensary too. Yeah. It's like you know, that's just stupid stuff. It's like whatever, man. Kids aren't going. In. You got to be eighteen. It's like saying so you can't be a bar or whatever. You know what I mean? I think the the land regulations. Remember Giuliani? We could have a strip club too close to this and this. Yeah. That's all stupid stuff, but. It's just common sense not to put a casino on an island with a bridge. Or if you're going to have a bridge, no water. Cage it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, make it easy so you can't jump. And also? Dude, a couple of people jump a week. They don't talk well, about it because they don't want to let you know, oh, yeah, come to the casino and kill yourself. And that and the water underneath is some of the fastest currents going. Like, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Even if you get in there, like, that undertow, you're gone. <laughs> like, it's a nightmare. Like, you could just want to go for a dip. And, no, you're gone. It's not cool. I agree with you 100%. These are the games uh, that they have there. Blackjack, yep. Blackjack Switch. Yeah, Blackjack Switch. I'm What's sorry. that? Uh, you, just, you could switch uh, opening hands. I, I just Seven I, I, extra side bet. What's uh, that? Uh, extra side bet. Sometimes when they when you get like... Uh, I like the sound of this. BJ Lucky Lady side bet. Yeah, that's... BJ <laughs> Lucky Lady side bet. <laughs> oh, they got, they got Baccarat. Uh, Burt Baccarat, yep. Roulette, American and European. Touch tech. Touch, bet roulette, Caribbean stud poker, huh? Pai Gao. Pai Gao. Nice and slow. Three-card poker. Crafts, war. I don't think they have war. I like war. Nice and simple.